This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out. Episode number 290. Uh, dishing out some Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Uh, I'm also joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing Excellent. How about yourself? I am doing awesome as always. How was uh, how was your week this past week? Big big uh, wrestling week. My week was good. My week was good. I kind of drained out of uh, wrestling a little bit it, after going what it was five straight days of wrestling. <laughs> I think I was pooped after uh, like halfway through SummerSlam. I was wrestling out. Yeah, I guess I you. Can, I mean, technically. Five, yeah, five days. Yeah. I, I was tired by the time, like, uh, what? What did I tell you? Um, right after uh, oh. AJ Styles, Cena. Yeah. That's where it hit me. Yeah. Yeah. But how was your week? It was good. It was good. Um, I found out today that... Uh, You're pregnant? Yeah, I'm expecting. Congratulations. Three, Muscle tough. 300 months expecting. Wow. That's... <laughs> Something else. Yeah. Uh, no, I found out for New York Comic Con that uh, John DiMaggio will be there. From uh, He plays Bender. Okay. Uh, Futurama, so I'm pumped for that. Hopefully I'll get That's to meet cool. him. I'm disappointed I saw R.L. Stein canceled. I was going to go meet him this year. But yeah. I guess Are you going to meet Stan Lee? Or is he done? That's up in the air, man. He's going to be there. Uh-huh. But like, I don't want to pay a hundred bucks to meet Stan Lee. I don't know. You'd be. I'd rather pay to see him than Bender. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just. I feel like Stan Lee, like that, like whole aspect of Comic Con is going to be like, just like a, a big jumble. What do you mean? I mean, because who doesn't want to meet Stan Lee? Oh, so you mean it's just going to be a cluster of people in that direction? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Especially because he is coming to the end of his uh, his Comic Con career. Yeah. So, but I got my first two pops in the mail the other day. I said it on the show a few weeks ago that I was going to be getting the blue and black Power Rangers. Yeah. Because they'll be at at Comic Con. Very cool. So, so I got those. Hopefully, I will get to meet them, and hopefully, it's not so expensive. And you're keeping them sealed, right? Yeah, I'm not opening that stuff. You're not going to take them out to play with? Absolutely not. Why? Who plays with pops? Can Can you play with pops? I don't. I don't know. I don't even. I, think, I, do they have articulation? I don't even. I don't think so. I think they're just uh, statues, kind of. Yeah. I, I could easily get hooked in uh, the pop world with those. It's like, funny. Just a collection. It's funny because when I looked, I looked because when I saw. Uh, Bender was going to be signing. I was like, "Oh, let me see the." I know there's a Futurama pops. Let me see what the Bender one looks like. And I went and looked, and I was like, "Ugh, I don't want this sign. This looks stupid." 
Because uh-huh. like uh, to me, it doesn't look like Bender. So yeah, some of them are a little bit out there. But they just uh, released. Well, I don't know if it's released, but they uh, future line. They're gonna have William Wallace from Braveheart. That is, I would definitely want to buy that. I am, I will buy that once it's out. Or if anybody wants to uh, gift anything to Brandon and yeah, I, as we, uh, as we, recently, we do not have a gift of wish list on Amazon. As we recently came to find out, people on YouTube get hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about getting hooked up, uh, go check out First Thing in the Morning YouTube show of Montreal Broski, good old weatherman Eric. Uh, yeah, go check him out. And, and I have to send him more gifts. Yeah. Send, send him gifts. And I have to say that uh, come tomorrow, hopefully, I'll be trying Ecto Cooler for the very first time ever. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, now, is there any difference from the original or no? Uh, from what I understand, there's not. I mean, the ones that I bought come in a can. Mm hmm. So. Very interesting. I know the the original ones were juice boxes and not cans. Yeah, man, yeah. I had good old Slimer on the cover. Yeah, but oh, apparently, uh, apparently, if you like, if you put the cans in the in the fridge, the like slime appears or whatever. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you should keep one sealed. You're definitely not doing that. Why? Uh, it's like what do I need to keep one for? Where am I keeping a can of Ecto Cooler? Don't we want your children and, to And how is it, how is it, I'm not letting, if I ever had children, I would never let them drink something from the year 2016. <laughs> Why not? I mean, first of all, it takes nine months for a kid to be born if I had a kid, like, today, from Well, now. you did just say you were pregnant, so. Yeah, that, well, that's 300 months already. <laughs> so. All right, so uh, when does that come in? <laughs> the 300 months? No, yeah. No, the Ecto Cooler. It should be here tomorrow. All right, so we'll have a full review from uh, Brandon on his Ecto Cooler experience. Yeah. Find that out. Um, yeah, I don't think anything else really too crazy took place this week. Have you heard about this TV show, uh, Stranger Things, on Netflix? I have. I haven't watched it, but it's like the talk of the town. Yeah, I'm not too sure what it seems like a mystery 80s vibe but I like I don't I'm not I still have to watch a trailer to see really what it's about I've but, watched I've watched oh. the trailer like seven times um, first when, when it first came out I was like eh, I thought this would be cool at first but I'm not I won't wouldn't be into it then I kept like seeing like oh coming soon Netflix stranger things I was like oh what's that like I completely forgot that I originally watched yeah. it. And I ca- I keep watching it, and I'm like I just I don't I don't get the hype, but uh, I mean everyone seems to just absolutely love this show, and I know they they're bringing it back. They got signed for a second season, I think. So, yeah, I just saw that they got signed for season two. Yeah, to me it looks something like ET, but it, it might not be anything like ET. So yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if it's an alien show, if it's surrounded by a murder. Or I don't. I'm not too sure what the basis is. Yeah, I have no idea. Like I liked Phil of the Future. <laughs> Phil of the Future. I'm not from, familiar from with that Disney show. The Disney Channel. I mean, uh, I, I don't he know. Was, it. I think he was. I mean, he was from the future and he came to the past. I know Invader Zim. Yeah, that was That's a cartoon. Kind of futuristic. Yeah, but... it was an alien. <laughs> and then Futurama. 
Yeah. That was futuristic. That was set set in the future. Yeah. Who else are you going to be seeing at Comic-Con? I have Who, no who's idea. Who's on your lineup? Um, well, as of now, it's just now that I have those two things, it's the it's David Yost and, and uh, Walter Jones. Mm-hmm. I would like to meet Stan Lee, and I would like to meet uh, DMC, but... DMC. Oh, the uh, rapper? Yeah, because he has his own comic book out. Oh, interesting. But in 2014, when he was there, he wasn't actually at the table at the time. He like went somewhere else, but he was going to be back or whatever. But they were already signing pre-signed comics there. And they were $100, I think. And it's like, I can't... I wouldn't. I can't spend a hundred bucks on that. I I spent like fifteen bucks and met Rev Run. All right. So that works. But I would love to get a bumper from DMC. Be like, yo, can you like do me a solid? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, talking about like rap and stuff. I did watch it straight out of Comp- uh, straight out of Compton. Yeah, I have that to watch a- it still. Yeah, it was a good movie. I didn't know that the. Uh, the lead, well, not I guess the lead. O'Shea uh, Jackson Jackson Jr. Yeah, uh, Ice Cube son portrays Ice Cube in it. Yeah, where where have you been? I don't I don't know. I've been studying. <laughs> um, but it was actually a good movie. People should check it out. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that they have. It's been out for a long time already. And I have. I want to watch the Get Down. That's on Netflix. The Get Down. I don't know what it is. It's just it's about hip hop in New York City, I believe. In like okay. the seventies or something. I'm not too so like sure. the, the startup of it, kind of. I'm almost positive, but it's like a scripted show. Mm-hmm. So All right, that I'm sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. Netflix has a lot of good shows. I know. I'm still. I'm. I may be the only person that doesn't actually have a Netflix account. Yeah. Or maybe I'm the only person that doesn't have a Netflix <laughs> account and doesn't use someone else's uh, yeah. account. Yeah. But no, right. Wanting to talk about some... Uh, oh, speaking of Netflix shows, Punisher will be there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punisher. I still I have to watch Jessica Jones and stuff like that. I don't, I'll don't. i never get around to watching that. I, I started watching season two of Daredevil and I just, like, stopped. I need to get... I need to, like... I need for, like, one day to just sit down and watch it all. Otherwise, I'll just never watch it. Um, have you ever... I'm sure I asked you, but Gotham you should get behind. No, I don't like Batman. I don't like DC. I think TV show-wise they do a good job. I haven't liked DC since since Batman Returns or Batman and Robin. Which, of course, everyone, oh, how could you like Batman and Robin? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... All right. I think it's about that time of the show that I was going to segue moment of what? I was going to segue a good segue. You just ruined that. I was going to say, well, speaking of my weeks though, I went to NXT Takeover Brooklyn 2 mm-hmm. at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York this past Saturday night. Uh, I, I am going to say that I appreciate me cutting off your segue and you continuing to explain your segue and then actually using that as the segue. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> uh, over 15,000 people there. Larger crowd than last year, which was cool. Awesome crowd. Yeah, it was. It was an awesome crowd. Uh, I was happy because back in uh, – when did I go? When did I go to Raw at Barclays last last? few months ago was it may or something june i 
I don't know. In June. I don't remember when it was. It was earlier this year. And uh, Madison Square Garden, they have they do collector cups. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you'll always see at at the garden shows, I believe, for WWE is those collector cups. Um, but Barclays Center, when I went the last time, I went to Madison Square Garden. And I thought I had the cup. I didn't have the cup, so I was like, "Oh, I'll just get it when I go to Raw." Went to Raw Barclays Center. Turns out they don't sell it. They're like, "Oh, you could check the stands, uh, check the merchandise." Uh-huh. This was back in March, by the way, before Mania. It was the last Raw before Mania. I should have remembered that. <laughs> it was when Shane McMahon jumped off on the Undertaker. But uh, yeah, so they don't they didn't sell them. But this time, as soon as I got up to the merch stand, I was like, I was like, no way, they were selling collector cups for five dollars. It was cheaper to get a collector's cup here at the merch stand than it would have been if they were selling it with drinks. So and I, I should have had you grab me a. Uh, cup. It was half. It was half uh, SummerSlam, half NXT Brooklyn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But you know me with my cups. I would have been fine if you walked around the stands and picked up a cup that was used. Yeah, that's not how they work. Nobody goes and like, oh, can I? Can you fill this drink up? It's at the merchandise stand. Oh, so they they're not actually using it. No, they well, weren't. I mean, I don't know if they would like if they would fill it for you if you asked them to, but yeah. I wouldn't have gone to do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I got I got Nakamura's autograph. Very cool. Good old Shinsuke. Good guy. Good yeah. guy. Anything else? I got the uh, autographed event poster, which I got apparently the last one of. Did you frame it? I didn't frame it. Where how am I framing it? It just took place on Saturday. I have so uh-huh. many... Uh, we just discussed you should frame this, it, though. We discussed this last week, too. Yeah, you should frame it. I need to frame all my, my autographs yeah. and all my pictures and everything. If not, they're going to the collect dust and get ruined. That's not how stuff works. You don't just... I mean, if it collects dust, it collects dust. You can brush it off every once in a while, but... Yeah, but it's not. But even still, I don't have, like, the, the space to put... Yeah, but, I mean, you can still put them in uh, in frames and just leave them in the closet and stack them. As long as they're protected. I mean, some. I mean, they're all stacked on a shelf. Yeah, but that's not really the best way to go about it. Only the top one will collect dust. <laughs> <laughs> you should turn the top one upside down so this way the autographs aren't face up. Yeah. Um. But all right. So everyone signed that, except for uh. Well, authors of pain. I was. Highly disappointed in that signature. It took me a while. I was like, what the heck is AOP? And I was like, oh, it's Authors of Pain. But it's like, did they, did like each one of them sign a letter? Like Paul Ellering (laughs) didn't sign it. Yeah, that's disappointing. TM61 signed it. Did they sign TM61? No, they signed Nick Miller and Shane Thorne. That's cool. I mean, as much as they could sign Nick Miller and Shane Thorne, an autograph, you know, some autographs. Yeah, but uh, and then the only other two that didn't sign it, aside from uh, I don't know who from Authors of Pain or Paul Ellering, maybe they had Ellering right sitting right there writing AOP every time, but uh, Dillinger and and uh, Wesley Blake didn't sign it either. But they're not even listed on the the match card, so yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but NXT Takeover Brooklyn kicked off with Austin Aries defeating No Way Jose. 
Uh, no Way Jose came out and had fans come out of the audience for a conga line. Now, was that legit? Were those, like, actual fans? I or I would have assumed, yes. I think it was, like, that Daniel Bryan moment where... I don't... Like, where, where, where did they you get them from? They just came from the crowd. Yeah, but I think that those were... I mean, it just so happened that those people... Most of those people had No Way Jose shirts I, on. I don't think most of them did. Yeah. I think there was, like, three people who had No Way Jose shirts. Good amount of them did. And if I don't they, know. And I, they, I, I would question a few plants. Or even know. if they're fans, if they brought them backstage before and gave them a T-shirt and said, "Would you like to take part in this?" No, that'd be then. Then everyone would have had a No Way Jose shirt. No, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, not. Definitely, definitely not. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Austin Aries picked up the victory here. It was a good match. Good. Way I to, thought. Uh huh. Good way to kick off the actual takeover event. I'll be honest. I think that this match may have been my. Uh, favorite match on the card. What? Yeah, this may have been one of... Uh, it's up there with the tag team match. But I was actually a big fan of this match. No Way Jose, his mannerisms in the ring really reminds me a lot of uh, Human tar- Tornado. Uh, I guess a little bit, yeah. Like with like his like dance moves that incorporated with uh, his... Technical movement and everything around the ring. Now here's a crazy human tornado. Here's a crazy name that I'll throw out. You tell me if it reminds you even a little bit of it. What about like of of No Way Jose? Yeah. Okay. What about Nakamura? Mm, Wait, that reminds you of No Way Jose? Yeah, like the smallest, teeny, tiniest, littlest. No. Not even the smallest. I'm sorry. Okay. It was just, I, I, just throwing it out there. Just to... I know, I, Sometimes you just got to throw it out there, but I, I don't see that. I definitely see the uh, human tornado and not Nakamura. Yeah. But after the match took place, uh, Austin Aries was not done. Continued the beatdown on No Way Jose. And uh, Hideo Itami came out and basically put a stop to it. Him and, yeah, uh, him and too. yeah, him and Austin Aries got into a uh, tussle. Ooh, I was about to say that too. Really? Yeah, I was about to say tussle, but then you beat me to well, it. Well, I mean, it is written down in the script, so. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, I don't even have to. I should probably pull that up, though. Yeah, so go. so they got into a little tussle, and uh, and the crowd wanted it, and Hideo and Tommy hooked it up with a with a go to sleep on Austin Aries. Look at that! It does say tussle. Does it? Yeah, no. Oh, I was like, where are you looking that it says tussle? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay, let me yeah, let me tell you a story. Okay. So so last night we go out for my friend's birthday, we go to Chili's, and uh and I couldn't get into my, my pocket to get my phone, so because I was like st- stuffed up against the door in a, in a, in a, like a tiny back seat. So my friend gave me his phone. And I was like, I don't know how to use smartphones. And he's like, it's dialing. I put it on speakerphone. I'm talking to the hostess. And she's like, she's like, okay, can I have can I have your name? I was like, it's Brandon. Can I have your number? And I panicked. I don't know why I panicked. And instead of giving her my number, I looked at the number that was on the screen. And I'm like, I was like, I, I started giving them their number. And I was like, wait a minute. My bad. Hold on. And I'm like, I shoved the phone back to the front seat so my friend had to do it. I thought, Wait. 
Wait, who was this again? It was like, who was I calling? Yeah. Chili's. Okay. So I was like, so they asked me for the number. I was like, it's 222. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's your number. And I like threw the phone up to the front to make my friend give them his number. Cause I didn't, Why I didn't, did you want to give yours? I, I don't know. It just, like, I panicked and I forgot everything. And for whatever reason, I thought that was his number at the top of the screen. I felt so stupid. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I felt so stupid. I haven't but, been chipped in a long time. Yeah. Well, you're not missing much. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But up next, after the whole thing with Hideo Itami, uh, Ember Moon made her debut uh, against Billy Kay. Uh, it was a good debut match for her. I was I was really happy that Kay got a good amount of offense in there too, and it wasn't just like a squash match. It's NXT Takeover. They don't do squash yeah. matches. Yeah, I know. But even still, I was and dude, her. I really like her attire, especially the entrance attire for uh, Billy Kay. I really like her robe. Yeah. No, that was a really cool robe. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody use that in a long – or in recent history. I don't know. Her attire is like velvety maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I guess maybe Zack Ryder used it recently at Uh, Mania. Used what? A robe? Yeah. That ain't the same robe. Well, not the same robe, but... <laughs> that's the same... That's not even a robe. It's a jacket that Mana yeah. uses. It's the same jacket that Miz I used. I couldn't remember with her. Is it, was, it a, was it a fabric or a jacket? No, she probably uses a, a fabric. Was, I would say hers is like a, a robe or a cape. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, her finisher for Moon. Nice little uh, top rope stunner. Yeah, with a twist, I guess, too. Yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah, so uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to seeing more Ember Moon and definitely more more Billy Kay as well. Oh, of course. Uh, next up, you had a glorious match as Bobby Roo took uh, took why, on. Why? Why did you do that, Almas? Almas? <laughs> why is that a thing? I don't know. Uh, where, where did Bobby Roo ever come from? Uh, what's his face? Um, JB. TNA. Bobby Roo. Bobby Roode. Yes. On, Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah. Uh, uh, his but, entrance, though, he was on the Bad News Barrett platform thing that was raised up to the top. Came down on it, and uh, everyone was singing his theme song, so that was fantastic. Uh, which That like, must have been a lot of fun to be a part of. Dude, Were you what, singing? I was, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's nice. like everyone knew the lyrics, though. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Well, I mean, it's I, only two lines that you have to... Yeah, for know. the most part. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's like um, when, when before the ma- before the, the pay-per-view started, I said to the my friend that I went with, I was like, dude, I cannot wait to hear Brooklyn sing Bobby Roode's theme song. And they did not disappoint. And uh, it's, it's funny because... It was an amazing crowd. I was going to say, it's funny because after Monday Night Raw, well, I should say after like almost every event since this theme song debuted, I've been listening to it on loop, just sitting downstairs listening to it. And uh, and this week after Monday Night Raw, I was listening to it and my brother came in and he goes, why are you listening to that on like loop? I was like, because it's good. <laughs> and then, like, it's glorious. And then, like, and then he like walked away for like a half hour and came back 
and like he went into the garage and he passes by and he's singing the song. <laughs> no, I swear. And I was like, I was like, well, first of all, those aren't the lyrics; it's this. But I still give him credit for singing this. Like he was singing what he thought were the lyrics. That's funny. And he doesn't watch wrestling, so that yeah, is that pretty fun. cool. Yeah. So. But Bobby, uh, Bobby Roode yeah. did go on and picked up the victory there in his debut yeah. debut televised debut match. And uh, it was a good match. I almost got a good reaction, too. It wasn't like it's a, it was one-sided or anything. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm starting to think uh, WWE might have made a mistake with taking his mask off, though. I agree. I go back and forth with it's like, well, Triple H's explanation was like, he's a good-looking guy and he could wrestle, blah, blah. And it's like, in that sense, I get, like, you want to, like, market him into the crowd as, like, maybe, like, a Del Rio-type character. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I mean, I'm sure Del Rio could pull off those kind of moves if he needed to. But, uh, but like, to, to maybe build up the next, like, Mexican star. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I mean, I'm sure WWE doesn't want, like, a masked wrestling star yeah to be the guy not that I it was anything so. bad with Rey Mysterio or anything yeah but, right but uh or maybe they just figured there were too many people that that wore masks in WWE current day yeah but I'm beginning to think like there was like almost I mean you, you don't get really get crowd reaction for him yeah that's true so I don't know I mean I think I was a fan of him with Sombra. Mm-hmm. I think he could wrestle. He definitely can wrestle. I think so. So, I don't know what, like, the, it's just like not, he's not giving the chance to, to connect with the crowd or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, after that match took place, we had the NXT Tag Team Championships on the line. Uh, The champions, The Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder looking to defend their titles against the team of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa? I don't know because Gargano called him Ciampa. And he didn't correct him. Yeah, so Ciampa, Ciampa. I don't know. I don't Uh, know, Billy. (laughs) Yes, but this match, I thought this was the best match of the night. I agree. Uh, I I think it's, it was a lot of fun. It was high impact. It was fast paced. It, there was no dull moment in this. And there were like so many parts in this time. I was like, oh no. Because I, 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 like, I was like, I need the Revival to win. I need them to be like that solidified team coming out of NXT. Like, well, we have defeats over this team, that team, this team, that team. All over the takeovers. All over NXT in general. And, uh... And there were tons of points where I was like, oh, man, Gargano's about to pin. Ciampa's going to Champa's gonna win. And uh, and even at one point when uh, Gargano hit that spear that he does through the ropes, I was like, you know what? If it ends right here off of that move, I'm fine with it. But uh, luckily, they, they pushed through in the revival. They, they used cheap tactics uh, here and there to, to avoid losing. Yeah, but they they uh, they were able to uh, obstruct the ref from seeing tags on the other team. Mm-hmm. I thought this match was fantastic. I I agree. Yeah, it's just good all around. 
And to be honest, I, I, the Revival, they're just, I don't know, they still have, don't do that much for me. I don't know. I know you like them, though, but I still don't see it. Dude, really. they, they won me over with that. I don't know. I forget which takeover match it was. I don't know if it was against American Alpha or not. But it was like, they just like completely blew know. my mind. They're just blah to me. Like, maybe, like, they, what's their gimmick? They can wrestle. Well, not really. I mean, it's not really. I mean, that's. I mean, if you think about it, that's the gimmick of American Alpha, and you're like, yeah, but they don't. Revival doesn't have a gimmick. Revival are more like old school brawlers. Like, I mean, it's very much so been compared to that of Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Yeah. So, not to say Um, Arn Anderson is their gimmick, but they're kind of nothing wrong with that. They're kind of like. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Brawlers? Oh, you're, you're describing it correctly. Yeah. Well. So, next up, you had the women's championship on the line as Asuka took on Bailey and picked up the victory. Um, huge, good huge, match. huge heart. Uh, huge arrow through my heart. <laughs> yeah. All I wanted was Bailey to be the first ever two-time women's champion, and for have her have her make like tons of tons more NXT history, and then debut on the main roster come January. But, I know. Uh, yeah, so I was disappointed when Asuka actually won, but at the same time I was like, okay, it's that's good. It, it helps Asuka. Make it makes her career more solidified in WWE. Yeah. Um, this It was a good match. I definitely, if you had to compare it to TakeOver last year, mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously you can't top it. Yeah, because, I mean, Bailey versus Sasha was voted, voted in quotes as the number one match for NXT, even though it should have been the number one match of WWE in 2015. So, yeah. I mean, you just can't compare the two. Mm-hmm. But I think Brooklyn is, it's very, it's, there's a very special connection between Brooklyn and Bailey. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's really cool, so. Yeah, it's something special, something rare. Yeah. Something very rare. Yeah. And in our main event of the evening for the NXT Championship, um, first of all, the arena's dark, pitch black. And there's somebody standing on the entranceway. I was like, who is that? I was like, maybe it's, I mean, is it Nakamura? I I don't think they would have him do that. And then the, the spotlight comes on him, and he picks out a violin. I was like, no way. And he starts, okay. yeah, and he starts playing down, 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 down. Now that's a no way, Jose. Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. So he starts playing the violin. Nakamura eventually he ends up making his entrance. Fantastic entrance. Uh, again, Brooklyn singing along with Nakamura's theme song. All three or five minutes, I think it went. I think it was yeah, like a five minute entrance. Very long time. I, I kind of am disappointed that it wasn't the original violinist, though. Yeah, that that is kind of disappointing. But then, I mean, yeah, that is kind of disappointing. But because uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to hear the original? 
Yeah, exactly. But uh, apparently this guy that did it, I don't know his name, but he was like the first ever non-athlete signed to Michael Jordan's brand. That's interesting. Which I have no idea. Like, that's, yeah, that's super weird, but. I didn't know he had a brand. I think, I don't know if it's like, is it like to be sponsored by Air Jordan? Is Air Jordan a thing? Is that his brand? I don't know. No, that's his nickname. No, what they, there's his shoes and stuff. Oh, that's Nike. Yeah, but it's a part of Nike, isn't it? Like, oh, I, I don't I, know. I, I have it's no just idea. manufactured by Nike. No, I don't know. I think I felt like it might have been like a brand of Jordans, but I have no idea. So, oh, maybe. But yeah, it was a great entrance, and then uh, Samoa Joe came out. They did their match. Great match. Yeah. I, you know what? It was a really good match. I liked how hard hitting it was. It, there were, it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe I expected more. I don't know. It's weird because I feel like I, I also felt that way as well. But I don't know. Like looking back, where you would fit more into it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I don't know it, because it wasn't a bad match. So I don't know. Like it's not like it's lacking. Or, like I mean, obviously it, it lacks something, but I don't know what. Honestly, I just, it's, I, I mean, I'd hate to say it, but I just think it's Joe. There's Is nothing, because there's just nothing, I mean, back in the day, it was cool to see a guy like Samoa Joe wrestle and everything, but now it's just like we've seen him so many times that it's just, no, there's nothing more, I shouldn't say there's nothing more, but there's just nothing special right now no. about, about Samoa Joe. It's just like, oh, I'm pissed off and I'm going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Very angry man. It's like, what else can you do with Samoa Joe? He's not, not a real Samoan in the Samoan family. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say he's not a real Samoan. He's just not. In yeah. The, he's not in the Samoan family. Yeah. So. It but just, I, I feel like I mean, because we've seen so much through his career with like Ring of Honor, and then mm-hmm. like even TNA. more so in TNA, but like. Ring of Honor, he had, like, five-star matches. Yeah. And I've yet to see that version of Joe. In I WWE. agree. It's like, I agree. it's like Daniel Bryan came over. Fantastic matches in WWE. AJ Styles came over. Fantastic well, matches they're, in they're WWE. Well, there are also two different forms of wrestling. Like how you mentioned before with the Revival, them being uh, brawlers. Joe is a brawler. Yeah, but the Joe... Other, the other, everyone seen, else that came over but, is no, 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 technical. But we've seen Joe... I don't know what you mean by technical in that sense, then. Well, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, I feel like they're on a more technical level than Joe. Joe uses tons of submission moves and everything. Yeah, but I wouldn't I don't, say, I wouldn't I, say he's, he's not technical. submission brawler. I don't think he's as technical as them. I don't know. I think he's, I think he's more brawler than technical. Yeah, I would say that. But, um, so what do you see going on now? Is Do you think Samoa Joe's going to get the call? I mean, I would assume it's Samoa Joe versus Nakamura again in uh, October, I think, was the next event after TakeOver last year. And then what, some uh, Royal Rumble for Joe? That could be it, yeah. That could happen. I mean, that would be right around the corner. Um... Who would be on deck for Nakamura after Joe? Prob- I mean, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if they would want to rush Bobby Roode. 
right into a feud with Knock. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to have Tommy and Aries paired off for, for a little bit. Right. But it'll be fun. Plus, they also have a ton of other talent that they haven't even debuted yet or used on television. Yeah, and then so, there's there's that Sanity promo that aired during TakeOver that oh, yeah, has good everyone call. speculating. Yeah, a lot of speculation out there that is Tommy and uh, and then there's talk about it being uh, Crazy Mary Dobson. And then there's... There was talk uh, for Eric Young. Yeah, Eric Young. Uh, big demo. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different things out there that people are speculating. Rumor has it that Dobson and Tommy End are supposed to be reporting to the Performance Center this upcoming week, uh, rumors have said. So don't really know. The insanity, I don't think it should be Eric Young. Not insanity. Sanity. Yeah, yeah, uh, sanity, sorry. But even still, because we already saw Eric Young. But where's Eric Young been? That's what I don't get either. Maybe he's been getting sane. But what's this? I don't know. Where? What was the last thing that we've seen of him? It was just an NXT event, I think. Him and Joe. Right? It was him and Samoa Joe. I'm not positive. I yeah, I, I think he challenged Samoa Joe, and that was it. So it would, it's interesting to see what's going on with that. Yeah. But, all right, so that is NXT TakeOver. Now let's go on to some SummerSlam. Also taking place at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, that's even more. This was also a sold-out show, but there was more. Seats sold for this one, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, which I have to say, though, um, NXT TakeOver was more watched, apparently, than, than SummerSlam. That's interesting. Yeah, and this was, uh, it was the biggest NXT crowd ever, and it was the, the highest grossing NXT event. Huh. Obviously, it was, it was the biggest crowd, but... yeah. That's interesting. Uh, for the record, you picked up the victory. Oh, really? Uh, predictions, yes, because you were wrong. Uh, you did pick um, Naomi and that team to win. You did not pick Bliss's team to win. Wow. Wait. So then I. So then how? I wait. You picked. <laughs> I picked. That's Hold not on. the deciding. That can't be a deciding factor if I was wrong. Well, you were wrong because when you were t uh, talking to me, you thought that you picked it incorrectly, but you actually picked it correctly. Uh, what then, was the then, match? It was the match. The, the women's match was, was Natty Bliss and Nikki versus Becky, Naomi, and Carmella. Yeah, I I picked Naomi, Becky, and Carmella to win. Oh, and you picked Bliss. Uh, wait, and you picked yeah. Okay, that uh, okay yeah. Yeah. You picked Natty and all of them to win, so one. <clears throat> okay. Well, I really my my abbreviations for everyone's names are messed up. Like, I should not do that anymore. Like BB. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like I have CBN and NEA, and I'm like I'm who I would never guess that C was for Carmella. Yeah, it was poor. Okay. Well, I have to say, luckily you uh, gave me a phone call here. 
because I, I missed I missed a chunk of the first match uh, on the kickoff show because WWE's timings was all off. Um, Ticketmaster everywhere else was saying that SummerSlam the event itself started at uh, six. So I thought it started at six. Then it turns out the, the pre-show started at five. Yeah, I, I would have been so, because on the network it said five. I would have been so disappointed if I was going to SummerSlam and I show up. First, I mean, I would probably if I was going to SummerSlam, I would show up and have like enough time that I would be there. Well, actually, if it started at six, I might have, I might, I could have possibly taken a train that got me there at like five thirty or something. So I would have been so disappointed if I missed any pre-show matches. Oh, I'm sure. So, but uh, I, I ended up catching the end of it. Uh, that oh, yeah. Um, do should before we do that, talking about pre-show matches, should we talk about the NXT? Because you did see tapings, right? Oh, well, I was going to talk about that when it came time for it. Okay. What, like when it airs? Yeah, like like. So, NXT, SummerSlam, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, CWC. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so the first first match of the evening at SummerSlam. First of all, also, everyone's been complaining for months about WWE and their sets and how only WrestleMania's been getting a new set. SummerSlam debuted. New ring posts, LED ring posts, uh, new LED uh, floor for the stage, a new stage in general. <laughs> With a new SummerSlam set, which was used for Raw and SmackDown, so I don't know if they're keeping that. I hope so. That it was it pretty was, cool. I think it's a beautiful stage. It um, gives, makes it more gives it more of a special feel, you know. It, 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 I mean, it really did look like WrestleMania there. But uh, they have they had their the uh, the ring mats around the ring, and the the barricades were like a lighter gray instead of black. So they lightened that up and everything. So they 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 gave us a bunch of things. Yeah. So Can't bash. As, as much as people complained about this pay per view, which people went home from NXT singing Nakamura's theme song. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Here I heard I heard everyone was complaining on the way out. So. That's unfortunate. But something that wasn't something that someone should have, should have been complaining about, the 12-man tag match, you had American Alpha, the Hype Bros, and the Usos team up and defeat Brizongo, Vaude Villains, and the Ascension here. Uh, at one point, obviously, they do everybody's the, everyone's moves. The yeah, the, the typical tag team end spot. Yeah, but uh, American Alpha in this match with, um, with uh, Brizongo, Great! This was this match like there. Too many people complained about SummerSlam for this, and and overlooked so many matches. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, uh, next up, yeah. <laughs> next up on the pre-show, you had Neville and Sami Zayn teaming up to take on the Dudley Boys. Uh, picked up the victory over there. And, and the Dudley Boys yeah. had another mishap in this match. Yep. Yeah. I thought Sami Zayn and uh, Neville worked incredibly well together as a tag team. Left me wishing they were an actual tag team for future events. Like an actual, like, maybe contenders for a tag team championship run. Although I don't see that's going to happen, but I thought this match was good as well. And then uh, the final kickoff show match, uh, which was the first of best of seven matches, um... 
was Sheamus defeating Cesaro. Yeah. Another great match. Thought, uh, I wish this one could have already been like the third match in the series rather than mm. the seventh because we already saw them face two other times recently. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I thought that it was, I don't know. But it's it was they a, put on, it was they a good put on match. Great, they put on great, really good matches, but there's no point to having a best of seven series for yeah, I just I I still I don't I don't get it. Now I'm still a little bit confused. Now is there a, a title shot involved in this or no? I don't even I, I don't because I, I got confused by a tweet that I think Sheamus put or one of their promos where it made it sound like there was a title shot. Yeah, at I the think end I think they're like trying to make it out to seem like there will be, but I mean last time there was and then wasn't and then was and then wasn't. So yeah. But moving on to the actual card of SummerSlam, uh, opening contest was Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens taking on and defeating Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Again, great match. Yeah, a lot of fun. I I love the tag team of Jericho. I Jericho. Jericho. No, you can't say it. It's Jericho. Jericho. No, there's no. Jericho. I'm going to continue to say Y2JKO. You got to be JK in me. Um, but I thought that this was a fun match. I really do like their tag team. Yeah, you would have assumed that uh, Endzone Cast would win here in their like backyard and everything. But then again, you should also assume, no, of course not. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I've, but this was just, again, like Chris Jericho teaming up with Kevin Owens. This is like, I, I could watch this all day. Chris Jericho versus Randy so Orton. Now, I don't need to see that. What about Chris Jericho versus anybody? It depends. I mean, Chris Jericho versus Cass. Chris Jericho versus Enzo. I'm fine with that. Do I need to see Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose? No. Chris Jericho versus Roman Reigns? No. I think they beat that one into the ground. Yeah, I don't need to. That's. But uh, moving on. From that to the WWE Women's Championship match, uh, Dana Brooke was banned from ringside. Sasha, Sasha Banks champion going into the match and uh, lost. Charlotte picked up the victory. Two-time women's champ. Yeah. Uh, wait, was it two or three? No, it's two. One-time Divas. Oh, okay. This match was probably Sasha Banks' worst match in WWE, since getting the notoriety of Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. I, I didn't think the match was too bad. It just seemed like they weren't connecting in this at all. And Charlotte, they had that most dangerous spot. I don't know what was going on there, where she went to the top rope with Sasha for a sidewalk slam, a fallaway slam. It, it looked weird. It, I didn't know if, yeah, I didn't know if she was trying to go for, like, a, a fallaway slam from the top rope. Like, it didn't even look like, like, she picked up Sasha Banks, and it didn't look like her arms gave out or anything. It just looked like she dropped her. I don't know. It looked like, I think, her foot gave or I, something like that. I don't know, yeah. I don't know. But it was very stupid, very dangerous, because she just, like, dropped her. Like, it's a good thing she didn't break her neck on a rope when coming down. And then the, apparently, like, there's rumors the reason why Sasha dropped it was so she could, she has to go out and heal up or something for back injuries or something? Is that 
Yeah, for back injuries. But even still, that's a, a stupid spot to do. Yeah. I like. I, I think the best part of the match was that the Razor's Edge into the Harakarana. I don't know. Rope. I like that spot. I thought it was a little bit dangerous because it, she came close to landing on her head uh, on the way down. Sasha? I yeah. I mean... I don't know. I wasn't that big of a fan of that spot. I thought it was gonna. I thought it would have been cool if she hit a razor's edge from up there. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not like. I mean, I, I'm assuming we have seen that exact setup before with like, probably with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. What do you mean? Oh, I, I guarantee you, in in the past life, we've seen not a past life, the same, oh, yeah. same life. <laughs> yeah, right. In in like years. History, we've seen Eddie Guerrero go to do the Razor's Edge or whatever, and then Rey Mysterio comes off with that Hurricane Ronda. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we've seen similar uh No, I, I, can, I can literally almost guarantee you that we've seen that exact spot from them. There's no way. There's no way that we haven't. I, I mean, can't, I can't actually guarantee you. I wouldn't put it past it, considering that a lot of Becky, well, Becky, uh, a lot Sasha. of what Sasha does is yeah, from, uh, tributes to Eddie. Yeah, so... So uh, next but up, overall, yeah, the, oh, overall, yeah. I didn't like the match. It's a shame that Charlotte is now champion, but we'll see where it goes. It makes sense, though. I mean, figure because now Sasha is going to go on her break, and apparently there was that entire thing about. Well, you told me she was suspended. Oh, Sasha! I, I was just messing with you. Yeah, I believe that <laughs> she was suspended. Yeah, no, but I was that, just messing with you because there's so many people that like. Last week, you had Del Rio and Paige in the same day. Next day, you had Eva Marie. And then this week, all of a sudden, Sasha Banks has the shortest women's title history reign. Well, they were saying that she was pulled from... uh... Yeah, she got... And then she got pulled from the event. So I knew I could, like... I knew I could get some things up together to, like... Oh, guess what? She's suspended. Yeah, I, I bought into it. Um... But with that, I mean, so it makes sense. And then I didn't think that you could have uh, uh, Bailey go after Sasha Banks for the title. Well, think... someone jumping ahead. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, we didn't speak about that yet. Yeah, but, but I mean, in but general. But yeah, no, I like, understand or, as or well. Even a Be- or even Becky Lynch, like any face. Well, I mean, Becky Lynch is on a different roster, so. What was that? I said Becky Lynch is on a different roster, so. Oh. Yeah. But I, I understand what you're saying. I was just disappointed with... Uh, I guess with Sasha Banks being injured, I know because I, and honestly, I don't. I would not. I still think that they could be Sasha versus Bailey, given their history. Oh yeah, no, I I agree too. I think that at some point, but I don't think for the first. Uh, um, I don't know. I just think that for now, Bailey is in a good position for this. I mean, obviously, that's what she was going to be going after, and I feel like as her first. Title match. Yeah, but I don't. It would I make feel sense to do with if, anybody but Charlotte right now. If Sasha wasn't injured, I don't think Bailey would have been coming up until next year. Um, I disagree with that. Unless they had this already planned out, just because on NXT they had that Divas match, that women's match, where they had introduced like three new talents in that women's match on NXT. So, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like last week. Yeah. So, like, I mean, well, obviously... They could have known going into this that she had to take the I mean, time they, off or something. Yes, they could. They could have known. 
I don't know. I don't think that they would have waited till next year with Bailey. I don't think that they would have rushed it. I mean, not that this wasn't rushed. Obviously, it wasn't. But I don't think that this would have been a bad thing. No, I just got to hope. I mean, Bailey's on the cover of that NXT edition for the WW2K16 uh 17. I just got to I mean, hopefully she'll she will be featured in it and hopefully they have the wacky inflatable wavy. That would be actually cool. It is unfortunate though, like I mean, we did want to I'm going to jump ahead on this one. We did want to see her be the only First ever uh, two-time women's champion in NXT. It's actually jumping back. We discussed that already. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did discuss that. We did discuss it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, like, that was like that would have been perfect for her to like, actually win the championship again in Brooklyn and then go on whenever she loses it, she loses it. But for her to be the only two-time NXT women's champion, come up to the main roster look at this, gets tossed into the mix with the with the women's championship on the main roster, and boom. Women's bada champion. Bada boom. Yeah, women's champion by by WrestleMania. Yeah. But here um, we gotta hope SummerSlam, maybe we could see a main event, Sasha Banks versus Bailey three for the women's championship. I still wanna see a triple threat match. Like you guys said before, I still want to see Becky versus Sasha versus uh, Bailey. Well, I mean that. I mean Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton happened this year. Into yeah. brand matches, but that would be that would yeah, be just different championships. I, I, it's going to take me a little bit to remember that with the brand switching and stuff like that. Yeah. So up next after that, we had the Intercontinental Championship on the line. Um, Miz retained the title against Apollo Crews. Eh? Um, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was a bad match. It it was pretty much it, it, was, it, it was, was a filler. Yeah, it was exactly what it was. I mean, it, they don't. It's funny because I'll I'll talk about it later. All right, like that's the thing. I think that it was a filler match. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because the IC Championship shouldn't be a filler match, but the that's the vibe that it had. Yeah. Um, next up, you had AJ Styles uh, picking up the victory over John Cena. Match of the night. Uh, yeah, this match was awesome. Um, AJ Styles versus Cena has been uh, they've been putting on a lot of fun matches. Yeah. Oh, John Cena sucks, but you watch these matches; they consistently don't suck. <laughs> yeah. I said the same. Um, Roman Reigns, the same exact thing. Yep. Continuously, but this match was fantastic. And I, and did you at one point think? Did you at at any point during this think Cena was winning this? Oh yeah, I, it could have been back either way. I mean, there was moments where I thought that uh, the club was going to interfere. Yeah, I mean, before this match even took place, backstage we saw uh, AJ Styles talking to the club. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and Finn Balor walked in, and they all tried to do the uh, well, what they call is too sweet. They all tried to do the too sweet, and uh, Finn smiled and walked away. Yeah, so that, was, that was a fun point. I I think everyone got a nice little pop from that. Yeah, and uh, after AJ Styles beat up John Cena. John Cena actually got a standing, not a standing ovation. I wouldn't say that. The people could have been giving him a standing ovation. I just don't recall. But uh-huh. uh, he did get the respect, I think, that he deserves. That people cheered him, clapped for him. 
and uh, he left his armband in the middle of the ring. The so, guy is a legend. He really is. Yeah. John Cena is a legend of pro wrestling. Whether you love him, hate him, he's a legend. Um, yeah, but now what does that mean with the leaving the headband in the ring? It's, a, it's an armband. Yeah, that's I right. mean, it would be a headband for someone like us, maybe, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> his arms are like twice the size of our heads. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I funny, mean, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you think that that... Where that goes with John Cena? It's, is it's he probably. I mean, time it, off? I'm. I, we've heard rumors that he's filming season two of uh, American Grit. So now, why that sort of a why take off the 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 band and leave it in the center of the ring though? Like why? I guess to be like, like oh, I let the C Nation down. AJ Styles okay. did beat me. All right. Maybe. Hmm. And it's, I mean, I know in, in amateur wrestling, when you retire, you leave your sne- your shoes in the center of the mat. So, wasn't too sure if know? that's kind of a thing he was going for. Did you ever do that? No. No. <laughs> never got the shot? No, no, no. I was never, never got my uh, Kurt Angle moment to do never, that. Never going to get inducted to the Oneonta Hall of Fame? No, no. No, no. Never going to happen. You never had any <laughs> records there? Uh, unofficially, I did. Which is? Uh, quickest pin. Unofficially? In a, in unofficially how? In the uh, I mean, they, they, alumni meet? Uh, no, no. It was before one of the dual meets. I pinned a guy in like uh, eight seconds, I think. Santino Morello over here. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> I actually just watched some of his shoot uh, preview. Yeah, I watched it too. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get back to, uh, I guess, not this match, but the next match, the club picked up the victory over New Day with Jon Stewart. Yeah, Jon Stewart came out, uh, loud booze, cut a promo. He goes, oh, I understand last year I shouldn't have done what I did, basically, which last year he was the one that caused John Cena to lose. Is it me or is he not a good actor? I like Big Daddy. Me too, but <laughs> when he was big, like he's not a good actor with this, like how he was alluding to like what he did. Last I think. Year and well, stuff. I think. Like, Dad, you know what? I don't think he's acting there. I think it's like supposed to be over cheesy. Maybe he. I don't know, because like wrestling is cheesy sometimes. He's he was cheesy. Like he was like, oh, like I did this, like almost like oh, uh, I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> other than, yeah. other than, <laughs> it just wasn't. I don't know. But, it was yeah. So, so John Stewart uh, ended up introducing New Day, which I I love the fact that he tried to do. He was like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to give Big E the justice here, and then he goes, Oh, Brooklyn, and everyone else in the arena. Like he stopped doing it because everyone else in the arena did it for him. Yeah, so it's that like, was pretty it's, cool. It's cool when you get an entrance like that. Like, with from NXT, when Enzo and Cass came up to the main roster, thank God everyone knew it. And everyone, oh, was, yeah, able no, that to, was... And everyone was able to do it, and everybody still does it. I know, that was make or break, too. So it's like, it's pretty cool that, like, stuff like that is like, years later you're going to look back on wrestling and, and look at the fan chants 
obviously what's always good. It seems like what and yes are always going to be there. Yeah. So, and I think something like this, like new day rocks, like that's people are now they're taking new day chant claps like that and change, changing it to other superstars. Are they? Yeah. I mean, when you go to other, like when you go to NXT shows and stuff, I don't, I can't think of it now, but like, I mean, I'm like to give an example, it'd be like Bob, be rude. Stuff like that. That's true. So it's like with uh, with Samoa Joe's chance that the people's Joe is gonna kill you. Yeah. Bailey's gonna hug you. Yeah, that's true. It's like stuff like that. It's cool. I don't know where the Samoa Joe thing came from. If that was like originally his or yeah, that, that was his back in Ring of Honor. Yeah. So in TNA, he had the Joe's gonna kill you. Yeah, so for that to translate over to Bailey and everything, and Bailey, they go up onto the main roster with that, or like, hey, we want some Bailey, or hey, we want some New Day, or they, hey, hey, Bailey, yeah, uh, yeah, nation, yeah. I want to know if you'll be my girl. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, So John Stewart did the the introduction, introduction, and everything, (laughs) and uh, during the match, they so I. John Stewart got involved again, which is like it's so stupid because like he gets in the ring and then like gets out of the ring, I think. And then yeah. he gets back in the ring and they like they back him up into the corner and uh It's he forgets his place every time, like yeah, that's and, what it seemed like, yeah. But they they were gonna do what they did to Big E and hurt John Stewart's Langston. Yeah. And uh Big E ran down, made the save, took out took out the club. DQ, and uh, that was it. New Day. Rocks. Yeah. Still like, champions. Still champions, but I was, I don't know, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the inclusion of Jon Stewart. I, I don't like Jon Stewart that much when it comes to pro wrestling. Um, I don't think he's entertaining. I don't think he's funny or fun. I now mean, what, Now, what about Maria Menounos? Um... Eh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just holding a grudge against Jon Stewart because of the way that he went about it last year. Yeah. Well. Mm. I mean, he's, it's, I think it's a good New York celebrity. I'm surprised he was booed at all. What, he was booed a lot? At SummerSlam, yeah, before he did, like, before the fans actually realized he was there to introduce New Day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they were booing him, but like, uh, he, like I think he's a great New York celebrity to why? have for a pay per view like this. Why? Well, it's John Stewart. John Stewart's been on like the top of the game Daily Show for years. They used to film that in New York. Yeah, they. Yeah, they. Still, I think they still film it in New York. I thought that no, it didn't get canceled. No, no Trevor Noah took over. Yeah, it's I like know. it's I'm like not a fan of him. It's like if if uh, if Jimmy Fallon did something with WWE, mm-hmm. it would be it would be goofy as heck, but. It's still, I think he's a great New York celebrity, too, if they were ever going to do something. Same thing with Sandler, mm. even though he's not even from New York, I don't think. <laughs> but, but he's, like, he's, he's more... the Yankees. But he's, like, super associated with New York. Yeah. He's not from New York, is he, right? I think he is. <laughs> I don't know where he's from now. I think he is. Maybe upstate, I have no idea, which is barely I think, New York. I want to see, like, Queens or Brooklyn or something. I don't know. Yeah, I want to... I mean... I kind of feel like he's not even from from New York at all. Maybe he's not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
But uh, moving on from that match, the WWE World Championship match. We were going back and forth. Where would they place this on the card? Who would close out SummerSlam? Would the Universal Championship come after, come before? Came way before. Dean Ambrose picked up the victory against Dolph Ziggler. Um, this is a hard fought, ba- hard fought battle for Dolph there you Ziggler. Go. I, I enjoyed most of this match. Um, it's just it's just stuff when when sometimes Dean Ambrose just does it just it just becomes a it's just Dean Ambrose shtick. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like an Usos match now. Yeah, it's just like the same exact stuff. Ziggler makes it exciting. Ziggler does the same basic stuff over and over again, but it's still every single time he does it, it's like exciting for me. It's still like new or so, or different. Yeah, even it was if it's a good the match. same exact thing, it wasn't. Any, it was like standout though. It wasn't anything uh, right, and it was just crazy. A, yeah, and it was just a. I I don't know. I I I really I'm disappointed that Ziggler didn't win, but it's it's the same time. It's Ziggler. Of course, they're not going to have him win it. Yeah, it's never his time. That's what this whole story was. This whole storyline was about that. Yeah, never his time. Always everyone else's time. Uh, next up, you had Alexa Bliss and uh, Natalia and Nikki uh, returning from her injury to replace Eva Marie to take on uh, Becky Lynch, Carmella, and Naomi. Uh, entrances. Pause yes. from but pause from that. First of all, I looked up Sandler, born in Brooklyn. Ah, However, uh oh, here it comes. Grew up in New Hampshire from the age ah. of six on until college, I think. So for like 20 years or so, wow, grew up in New Hampshire. So I, I knew there was something not fully New York about him. But hey. but back to this to the six woman tag match. Stupid. I thought that was absolutely stupid. Which the fact that okay, first of all, you have Eva Marie's entrance play when they were like, oh, and their tag team partner is Eva Marie will not be here tonight because the fans cause her too much stress. I think that's stupid because we know why she's not there. Like, we we know she was suspended for the wellness policy. Mm-hmm. So to put the, oh, fans are causing her stress, I think that's stupid and makes, uh, it, it, it's like, it's like, oh, the fans are dumb. They're, they're um, stupid. They don't know anything. I'm completely fine with it. I'm a fan of them doing the entrance because it got a lot of people like being like, "Wait, what? Why? Yeah. Like, what was your reaction when you first? Uh, well, you weren't there live, but I was watching it and I was like, "Oh, that's that's weird. She's suspended." And then they're like, "Is douche because she won't yeah. be there due to exhaustion and fans make fun of her, or whatever." Yeah, and, th- and I... that like at first I was like, "Oh wow, this is pretty good," and then they give that reason. I'm like, "Oh, I, oh, screw this. I hate that. I actually I, I was a fan of it. I thought it was good. It's like at the same time, it's like." But at the same time, I liked it and then absolutely hated it at the same exact time. Yeah, I don't but, know. and then and then I hate the fact that Nikki Bella returned there. Well, why, you knew that she is, was going to because she has. There was those re, uh, rumors of her just, being cleared. I mean, they, they just cleared her this weekend or whatever, which yeah. is what they say. But I thought it was stupid. Why is Nikki Bella teaming up with the heels? Yeah, I she returned huge, huge face pop. And uh, she comes out, does the match. She's a face in the match. Still teaming yeah, up the heels. Yeah, she played to the crowd. I thought that was so stupid. 
if you want, have Nikki Bella return down the line or something. She's just, she gets cleared. You have her return, whatever. Guess who wasn't used for SummerSlam? Not that I'm complaining. You make a phone call. Oh, guess what? Stephanie McMahon's actually letting us use or allowing Nia Jax to be on our team. She's a heel. You want to yeah. make her dominant. The dominant team, the, the heel team won. I don't think that would have been a good idea. Why, why is that? Well, actually, it is an inter, not inter, uh, it intermixed was, it was pay-per-view. Two, yeah, both brands were used on this pay-per-view. The only inter-brand was, match was I, Lesnar I don't Orton. Think, I don't think that would have been good because that's pretty much a big part of the storyline with Orton and Lesnar is the inter-brand. Yeah, but not, I feel like just, if you did the inter-brand with this, it no, I would don't think so. that a little bit. I don't think so because it was just a quick like, oh, we need to find a replacement. We're not going to do three on two. Who who else is there? This is the SmackDown Divas or women's roster. There's nobody else. Who could it be? Is it a legend? No, there's no legends returning. Is it an NXT superstar? There's no NXT superstars that are coming up. Guess what? We made a phone call to Raw. I, oh, I'm Alexa Bliss. I or I'm first of all, it could be like I'm I'm Alexa Bliss. I know Nia Jax from NXT. She's coming to team up with me. Or I'm Natalia. I'm dominant. You know who's dominant on Raw? Nia Jax. I called. I called her up. We're gonna dominate Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella in this match. No, let's just have Nikki Bella return as a face on a heel team. Cool. I I don't know. I disagree with the idea of the Nia Jax. Thumbs up, also by the way. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Uh, All right. So nothing really too crazy took place in the match, though. Right? No. No. All right. Uh, next up, you have the Universal title on the line to decide who's going to be the first ever Universal champion. Finn Balor picked up the victory over Seth Rollins in a really uh, good match. Yeah, I liked, I liked this match a lot. Uh, it was pinfall or submission only, so rope breaks didn't count. Uh, and I guess DQs also didn't count, but I don't recall them. They didn't do anything that would warrant a DQ. Um, no. But yeah, this is a great victory. Um, I guess the right man won. For yes. for for my storyline purposes, the right man won. Mm-hmm. Even though now that's went up in smoke. It's not there no more. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought this was a fantastic match. Uh, the crowd they they unveiled the Universal Championship, which is the WWE Championship, but. Uh, the WWE logo has a black scratch mark instead of a, a red scratch mark and or a swoosh, a check mark, whatever you'd like to call it underneath the, the WWE logo. And the strap is red as opposed to a black strap. Um, as far as the championship goes, I don't mind it at all, but it's exactly what I wanted the women's championship to look like. It's literally, I mean, aside from the, the fact that they have a black swoosh or scratch mark underneath the, the WWE logo, that's, if, I, if you ask me, oh, what do you want the women's championship to look like, red strap. If, you, if you're going to go with the classic WWE look for that, red strap, women's championship, that's what I want. Didn't I don't, want, know. I didn't, I, I don't I, have any complaints with any the, of the, the titles. The reason, why, the reason why I didn't want the, the white strap for the women's championship was because we had the Intercontinental Championship that was also a white strap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, there's so many titles that have black straps. Why can't two of them have white straps? I feel like the white strap for the IC title made it like that's what made it stand out as opposed yeah. to 
anything else. So if you had the red strap for the women's championship, that's what that that would make that stand out. But, yeah, so I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, and then even more so now with the IC championship being on SmackDown, had they given the women's championship the red strap, I would not be opposed to a um, a white strap on the Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. So, but that's not what they went with, and the crowd hated it. They they took every single chance they had to boo that championship. They booed it. I think it absolutely it did absolutely took away from the match. Seth Rollins, I think, had every right to be pissed off in a sense. Um, he, I feel like the fans will complain about anything at times. He, he you know? t- Seth Rollins tweeted out saying like Brooklyn, you disappointed me. Instead of focusing on what the the championship looks like, how about the match and what it means? Yeah, and the match between the two. However, in the same sense, I, I agree with both sides here. Because um, although I don't dislike the look of that championship, a championship is uh, the the look of a championship is it's very much so until it gets proven, until it proves itself like history wise and everything like those tag team championships on Raw, still garbage looking and everything. People absolutely hate them. They they look like giant pennies, but given the amount of time passed and and the champions that wore the championships and everything, it's okay, whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's fine. But uh, in the in the meantime, with this Universal Championship, it was the very first time that you're seeing it. I think that was stupid of them to just debut it in, in Brooklyn like that. Yeah. Like, oh, we're not going to show you what it's going to look like before, two weeks before, whatever, three weeks before. We're going to show it the night of. And then if it gets booed, it gets booed. If it gets cheered, oh, it's not going to get booed. Why would a championship get booed? Look at the the Spinner Championship after a while. People hated it. Mm-hmm. I like that championship. I still like that championship. I don't like it. I still don't like it. But it's like it's like cosmetically, championships do matter. Mm-hmm. And like if you show somebody that was that grew up in the Attitude Era and absolutely loved the Attitude Era and uh, loved the championships of the Attitude Era, you show them the current day championship, they're not gonna <laughs> like that. They want a full gold plate or something. They don't want they oh. The, the strap is in the back. The background of the strap is showing. You can see the the red strap. You can see the black strap. It's just a it's just a gold WWE symbol for the for the most part, and a border. People mm. don't want that. People want solid plates. But you can't do anything about fans. They paid for the ticket. They're gonna chant what they're gonna chant. So, yeah. Regardless of which is one, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Regardless, why did I do that again? It's now two. Prowrestlingtees.com <laughs> slash marking out of the the outcome of the match. People, the, I thought the match was still good. Match was great. Championship, whatever. The crowd was just too. I, I think what also factors into it is the fact that the the pay per view started at five. So they had already been there for like four hours. Mm-hmm. In total, or even more than, you had like maybe five and a half hours at that point. Yeah. That's like a long time to be sitting there at a at a show. Even by like concert standards, don't even go that high. Mm-hmm. They just had Bruce Springsteen make a U.S. record for himself. Break a, He broke both his records. 
this past, the other day at MetLife Stadium, he had like a three-hour and 50-something minute concert. And then last night at MetLife, three hours and, and 59 minutes. A four-hour concert, that's a long concert. Imagine being at a, at a wrestling show. And some of this audience must have went to NXT as well. And, and maybe other, like, signings and uh, other... There was tons of wrestling in the area. So, I don't know. Should this... should this? I, they closed out the, the card terribly. The mm-hmm. order of the whole card was wrong. It was just... There's no doubting that. Because AJ Styles and Cena, after that match, people kind of checked out. I don't know. I'm fine with the order of the card, but I... Can't, I mean, I won't disagree with your last statement because I checked out after Styles-Cena. Like, um, Styles and Cena had a fantastic match, and the crowd, you could tell after. By the time they got to, you, had, you send out, after the, the AJ Styles and John Cena, you send out John Stewart. Boo, boo, boo. Gallows and Anderson, New Day, DQ finish. And then, you also, but you also had them sit through, uh, I think it is, 11 matches. In total, it was well before the. It was in total it was twelve matches on this card. Twelve, yeah. Oh yeah, this Shane is yeah twelve. I mean that's a lot of actually matches. thirteen matches. One didn't 13. happen, but still it was thirteen. Oh, yeah, but they didn't sit through it. I, you still sat through a good like, I don't know, ten minutes of that, five minutes of that. Wait, which one are you talking about? Bruce Evan and. Uh, Rusev and Roman Reigns happened after Finn Balor and Rollins. Oh yeah, and that that match they just fought each other. I forgot ringside. about. I I forgot that even took place. Yeah, they fought each other ringside, and they just wouldn't. They Roman Roman Reigns wouldn't stop. "Quote unquote" injured Rusev's ribs and stuff. Yeah. So that match ended. That's a typical Rusev match, though. It's just like, oh no, forget it. I'm good. Yeah. And that match ended with no ending. And then you had Brock Lesnar go on and defeat Randy Orton by TKO. <laughs> also really was like a strange ending. Yeah, it was, I don't know. So how would you book the end of this card? Like the second half, you know? Like Honestly, how would you well, change this? How would I have changed it? Yeah, how would you have done it? Um, I mean, you couldn't put... You needed that uh, something in between Finn and Lesnar, and you need—I mean, maybe you have Ambrose, AJ I mean, Styles, John Cena. Tag match is where the tag match would be. Then you have Brock Lesnar, Orton. Then you have Ambrose Ziggler. I think no matter what, Lesnar Orton was going to be the main event. So keep Lesnar Orton as the main. You can't because absolutely not. Finn Balor Rollins. It should, it should have, but unfortunately, there's no I'm way around that. The, I'm sure no in the con- I'm sure in his contract, this is the only thing that he will be doing is main events. He hasn't always had main events, though. I mean, SummerSlam um, was, I believe, last year. Yeah, it was Undertaker Lesnar, but I don't, I don't know if all of them were. I think he's always been a main event. Maybe not. Um, well, yeah. But, yeah, Lesnar and Orton was just a super strange match. You didn't know. I mean, obviously, I'm sure Randy Orton knew going into it, might have told Lesnar, like, oh, hey, break me open. 
Mm. Like that's the, you're not just gonna do that to somebody. Yeah, I don't believe that Lesnar's that big of a jerk. Yeah, I don't think he's that reckless. I I think I don't even know if he's like a jerk in general. Yeah. Every time we see him in an interview, he seems like it, but that could just still be straight gimmick. Yeah, I think it's a lot gimmick. Um, but when 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 Lesnar hit that elbow though to Orton's forehead and it got literally busted open, I literally I screamed out loud. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I couldn't I I couldn't believe that because he texted me about it because I wasn't watching. I gave up. I and absolutely. He texted me I that. absolutely I could not believe that somebody got busted open like that from. I still, I it still find it very hard to believe people get busted open from a fist. <laughs> I, I understand it, but I find that so difficult to believe. Yeah, it it's happens. just one of those things that it's like, like I understand, like if you punch like the wall or whatever, you you could split open your your knuckle and stuff. But like actually punching somebody until they split their skin—that's just the craziest thing to me. Yeah, that's it absolutely nuts. And then the fact that blood was literally pouring out of Randy Orton's head. It's just crazy, and then and then the referee basically stopping the match at, at that point. Mm-hmm. I um, yeah. I don't know what the original finish of the match was. If that was the original finish or whatnot, I have no idea. But fans were pissed off at that. It just could, could give it up to bad placement. I don't know. Give it up to. I don't know. I don't know where to. I don't know who to point blame at. Well, let's also, uh, we kind of skipped over it, but Finn Balor injured himself during this match. Yeah, when yeah. Rollins, Seth Rollins gave him the powerbomb to the Yeah, apron. running powerbomb spot. Not the apron, the barricade. Yeah, uh, it's very unfortunate. I don't know why Finn threw his arm over the barricade instead of just taking a flat back. Uh, because that's what, that's what I ended up doing. It was having his arm over the barricade. Instead of going flat back against the uh, barricade. Yeah, and uh, well, we didn't even know he was injured until until the next day, I mean, until like the next night. He went, he showed up the next morning. Him and Charlotte did Good Morning America. Yeah, that's true. I think Dean Ambrose should have been there. Mm-hmm. He was also a champion of WWE, but we didn't find out he was there perfectly normal and everything. And uh, they said as the day progressed, he got it, it was more and more. He couldn't move it or whatever. They took the test, and it turns out it was injured. Yeah, and now everyone's torn coming labrum. out. A bunch, yeah, torn, la- torn labrum. Yeah, but so people, people are coming out all over. Oh, Seth Rollins shouldn't be doing the power bomb. It's injured. How many people has it injured so far? Uh, three. Who's I the think? third? I can only think. Uh, let's see, Sting. Yeah, I can only think Sting and Balor. Balor. I think maybe he had a close call with someone. I don't know, but but it's. I, I mean, it's he's not reckless with it. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's reckless either. Whether or no. not it's stupid for the person taking the move to do it. That's, exactly. That's their I mean, call, it's just but. a freak accident with with uh, with um, Balor. It wasn't the power bomb that did it. It was him throwing his having his arm over the barricade in that position, as opposed to having it down at his side. He threw it above the barricade, and that's what caused it. I mean, you also, I mean, I've never been in a position like that. You don't know how they land. Mm-hmm. It could be like, maybe like they just used to landing a certain way that that's how they figured they could do it or something. 
I mean, yeah, I'm sh- he's been wrestling for such a long time. I'm sure he had uh, a reason for doing what he did, uh, Finn Balor-wise. But it's like wrestlers, Bret Hart mentioned, like, it's, oh, I, like, I, he goes, I, I told you so, basically. After that sting spot, he, I think he said, like, oh, Seth shouldn't be doing that. Some people are coming to saying that Seth Rollins, like, oh, you know what move never injured anyone of Seth Rollins? Curb stomp. Yep. That's never injured anybody. But uh, oh. Bret Hart also went on to say that he's 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 still shocked after NXT TakeOver Brooklyn this, this Saturday. He was shocked to see that Samoa Joe is still using the muscle buster after what happened to Tyson Kidd. What's, uh, Bret Hart is so salty. I, I mean... Like, he totally is salty and becoming, like, a grumpy old man. In the, in the same sense, I, I get it, because it's, like, within his, like, family, that it's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna be overprotective, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, if, he's sticking if, up for him. If Joe never did this, it, like, this could have ended his life. Yeah. He was, like, so close, like, inches away, centimeters away. Same thing as an inch. I don't, we're basically Not the same really. thing. Yeah, no, it's less. <laughs> meters away <laughs> from could have ended his life luckily it didn't yeah. did, did it end Tyson Kidd's career I'd like to hopefully say hopefully not. not yeah but that's we have not we've yet to see any sort of update with that yeah it's like it's just it's one of those it's like a freak I mean you can't say that he doesn't know what he's doing the guy's been doing this move for the past 11 years and yeah, I mean, like no even, injuries even yeah it's like it's it's just one of those things like D'Lo Brown did the uh, the lowdown to draws no uh, running powerbomb actually oh running powerbomb yeah it was a running powerbomb that he did it with well in, um, that, in that sense maybe that argues, <laughs> and maybe in that sense it argues against the turnbuckle bomb yeah, but I think the running powerbomb that he did, it, I never saw a video of it or anything. Now, this day and age, it would have been a video of Absolutely, yeah. But I, it seems like he just dropped him on his head. Yeah, so freak, freak accidents do happen. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And hopefully Balor will make a full recovery. He's going to, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say uh, six months, unfortunately, though. Yeah. Which probably means like four to five, uh, probably five. You know, yeah, these guys seem to be super athletes. Seth yeah. Rollins returned pretty quickly. John Cena always returns super fast. I, I I don't trust whenever they give us the timelines. I never trust. I don't. It. I don't distrust them. I do. I just, I mean, I just think no. I don't. I don't disbelieve the fact that that's what the doctors are saying. Six months, but John Cena is an absolute workhorse. Yeah. The dude's body's in pristine condition. He works out, he benches, whatever. So it's like some, maybe other people are like superhumans that like their bodies can heal faster than others. Mm-hmm. Me, it'll take 12 months to heal from a six month injury. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, that was that, SummerSlam. Fans were yeah. super disappointed with that. Uh, all around, I think this card, I, I think the undercard was a lot better than the main events, aside from Balor and, and Rollins. Like, uh, if, if you yeah. look at if you look at the 12-man tag, you look at the Sami Zayn, Neville, and Dudleys, 
Cesaro, Sheamus, Jericho, Kevin Owens, Enzo, Big Cass. Uh, even, I, I think, and I mean, not, it was just a filler. Miz and Apollo Crews, fine match. AJ Styles, Cena, fantastic match. N- not taking anything away from Ambrose and Ziggler or any of the six women. Overall, you look at you look at everything else aside from Lesnar and Randy Orton, which which is the only thing anyone ever was talking about. It was a decent SummerSlam. Ordering was super weird. Said mm-hmm. that already. But that was SummerSlam. That was SummerSlam. NXT, so, NXT was more watched. Said that before. No, yeah. but let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night. Nitro, which kicked off with Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley <laughs> were uh, both in the ring to unfortunately take uh, Finn Balor's championship. The yeah, they had to re- relinquish it. Yeah, uh, he thanked everyone, including Seth Rollins, for having an awesome match with him. And uh, Seth Rollins ended up coming out and being like, hey, like... I should be the rightful champion. However, Sami Zayn then came out, which I was like, oh my God, we're about to see Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn for the WWE, for the Universal Championship. And uh, incredible Brooklyn crowd reaction there. Fantastic. They were singing his theme song. And it's like, it's cool. Like you see him just like take a second to like take it all in and everything. It's cool. And then uh, follow, following Zayn, you had Jericho coming out, Kevin Owens, uh, and I think the bigger pop next was Enzo and Cass coming out. Uh, yeah, that was... Because it's like, oh my, like, where the heck do they fit into this? We're talking, really about, we're talking about the Universal Championship here. Could this be Cass's time? And, uh, and then after big Cass, of course, tons of booze, Roman Reigns came out. And uh, Mick Foley ended up making a tournament for the Universal Championship, which I think is absolutely lazy. I agree. It's, I think it's, that it's... It's the only thing WWE knows how to do for, for that title. For yeah, the, that's they just, they just they did it for their tournaments. Yeah, they just did it for the WWE Championship. I don't mind them doing it for the Tag Team Championships because that's just like a thing that like there's no other way around that for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE Championship match, Universal Championship match, you couldn't throw a ladder in there? Make them like, oh, we're going to have a ladder match for it. Oh, we're going to have a six-pack challenge for it. We're going to have, I don't know, a scramble match. Is that the same thing as a six-man? No. We're going to have a battle royal for it. Yeah, it should have done something. And something besides a tournament. Anything. Tournament, like you said, is very lazy and it wastes time. better. Yeah, it's, I mean, the matches it for buy, the tournament. It buys time that you don't have to come up with storylines for all these people. Now you can just throw right on there. Yeah, uh, it's the, the matches of the store. Uh, the matches of the tournaments aren't bad. First match up was Rollins versus Zayn. Great match. You had Rollins attacking Zayn before the match started, but which is also kind of surprising because Mick Foley was still out there at that point. You would have thought being like the face GM that maybe he would have like stepped into you like, hey, 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 the match didn't start yet. There's no referee or anything. Yeah. That didn't happen. But Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins always put on great matches together. 
Mm-hmm. I thought it was great when Sami Zayn he does the the barricade spot with the moonsault, which I've been like kind of like oh it's the same spot every single match. He used a different part of the barricade. That was fantastic to me because it's always it's just it switches it up. Mm-hmm. You expect him to run this way. He ran the the other the other side of the barricade. It's and then. Also in this match, Sami Zayn went back. He did like a, I don't know, like that back handspring elbow thing that you would do off yeah. the bottom rope. Landed and tweaked his ankle. Well, that's what he played it off as. Right, which looked fa- like, I don't know if he did. I really have no clue. I don't, he I must don't have he, not. I don't think he did. He but, just played it up. But, but that uh, was fantastic because his, his ankle bent. Mm-hmm. It looked like he hurt his ankle. That was fantastic. There, there, I mean, I'm sure maybe he actually did hurt his ankle, but he was able to. It was just a yeah, quick like, little he, he tweak. Got oh. up, continued the match, continued to sell the fact that he hurt his ankle. He couldn't yeah. run to the other side of the ropes to dive out, so he did it. He just did it standing there and do, and and dove out. Yeah, and like you mentioned before, the that power bomb, the teasing of the power bomb spot, I was a big fan of. Uh, <laughs> there's just so much in this match that was just good. Yeah. And then uh, after that, the next match was kind of surprising because where does Neville fit into that? Neville wasn't even in the intro promo. That was super. That was like super weird for that. Like he wasn't even out there. But uh, was, why wasn't he out there? Why is he included if he wasn't out there in your opening promo for the, the title? It's the exact same thing with Rusev. But yeah. and it's. I thought it. Was, I don't know. I, that I have no answer for as to why I have no thoughts on as to like it, that was stupid. They should. I, have. I feel like I feel like it was so like you mentioned lazy, and I feel like it's it was so lazy and thought of on the spot that they realized that they needed two more wrestlers included in this tournament in order to actually have a tournament flow correctly. I feel yeah. like they completely forgot, like they didn't actually have the brackets laid out in front of them, and they were like. All right, let's have these uh, this amount of people go out there. And then the, after that pro, that match, when they're actually writing through the matches, they're like, "Oh wait, this isn't going to work out because we don't want anybody to have a bye to the finals or anything." So yeah, I mean that was also it was surprising. Like I thought maybe like oh Enzo was going to be involved in the tournament. Yeah, but it was just cast. But with this match with Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens picked up the victory over Neville. But there were a lot of times here that I thought maybe Neville actually was going to be moving on. Yeah. And then, like, Y2J came out to cause some uh, a bit of a distraction. It was just... Well, I like his move that he's been doing a lot, the torture rack neckbreaker. Yeah, which I still... I still can't help but wonder if that's because of... Like, are they trying... Is I don't know. Are they trying to have Kevin Owens set up something for Mania with Brock? Like you have I mean, Kevin, that, that, I said this a while ago. I said this a while ago, where Kevin Owens like he called out Brock Lesnar, and then all of a sudden he started doing this torture rack, which the spinning everything still resembles an F five. I mean, I it's don't, like I it's don't, like I wouldn't relate this to the F uh, five or I say that in the Lesnar. sense like well, like John Cena. John Cena only started doing that move because of Brock Lesnar. The the move was called Fu. And, and then they changed it to the attitude adjustment. And it, it, it was it was FU because, I mean, obviously, 
you could fill in the blanks, but it was F5. It's a simple parody of that. And he's, he's in the feud with Brock Lesnar. What move can we have him do? Oh, a Death Valley driver's kind of similar. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, oh, I'm going to do something different. Cena has this. I could get him up in a, bur- a burning hammer, torture rack. Do that, boom. That's still one of my favorite breaker. finishers. So, even still, though, like, Burning Hammer would be t- way too similar to the attitude adjustment. How can I change it up? I'll add a spin to it, make it more similar to the F5, and land it as a neck breaker. Mm-hmm. Is it actually because of the Lesnar match? Probably not. <laughs> but there's a fan theory in there. Yeah, they are out there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, after that, you had New Day coming out, celebrating the fact that they are tag team champions for 365 days. Now, uh, more than that, they did win it last year at SummerSlam against the primetime players. Um, But the club interrupted this, and they basically said that you guys owe us a rematch. Big E got involved, caused a disqualification, caused us not, uh, we weren't able to win the, the titles because of him. So we deserve a rematch. And then uh, Big E went out to face and defeat Carl Anderson. Yeah, not really much to note in it. I wish that uh, Carl Anderson worked Big E's groin a bit. Seeing as, which, that's weird. I've, that's probably yeah, I, the only time I'll ever say that. <laughs> but, no, uh, but I, I agree, I but agree. But seeing, seeing as how he was just injured from that. Yeah, it should have been played up a little bit. Yeah, but Gallows, I love that spot. Gallows got on the, the ring apron, and um, Kofi and, and Woods uh, yanked him off of the, the apron. Kofi instantly hits him with the the Trouble in Paradise, and, and Xavier Woods hits him with, like, the, I don't know what you would call it, the complete shot, I guess? Yeah. That was great. I agree. And, um, yeah, yeah, go on. Um, and then, next up, you ended up having... Uh, Pettis O'Neill uh, in the ring calling out Bob Backlund. Which, this was fantastic because he ta- he was talking about how primetime players were the ones that New Day beat for those titles. And he was saying it was the best really? day of his... What? Yeah? That was the SummerSlam match, yeah. Wow. Because remember, they were... They were... I think that's what it was. I don't remember. Yeah, it was primetime players versus New Day. Wow. Yeah, but uh, Titus was like, that was the best day of my life because I got to dump Darren Young. And uh, Titus O'Neill got to give him credit because he said what I've been saying for weeks. He was like, how could you make Darren Young great again when he was never great to begin with? Yeah. Like, there was nothing associated with Darren Young. Yeah, he had a, a tag team championship run. Nothing else. There was nothing that, like... No, it's, you're forcing something that's not there. But Bob Backlund came out, locked Titus in the cross-faced chicken wing, which I was like, oh, hell no. I'm going to be so disappointed if this turns into a match right now. Because I'm, I'm a fan of seeing stuff like that live. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to see Roddy Piper wrestle live. That was awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I still would rather Bob Backlund 
uh, turn on Darren Young to line, align himself with uh, Titus O'Neil. Well, he took out Titus, and uh, although Titus fought back and, and took out Backlund afterwards, and uh, Darren Young, that was the stupidest spot, I thought. Because for Darren Young just to like run out there and check on Bob Backlund. Yeah. And be like, and hey, what's wrong with you, like, man? Turns his back, basically. Yeah. Which then Titus O'Neil hit like the biggest clash of the Titus that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I thought that part was fantastic, but it's just that's one of those feuds that's just like it's it's just leading to nowhere. Yeah. Which speaking of leading to nowhere, forgot to mention during the kickoff show, uh, Baron Corbin walked onto the set, cut a promo on Kalisto saying that they were supposed to have a match, but I guess Kalisto was injured or something. Uh, yeah, he said that his doctors, he managed to get a doctor's note to clear him from not being able to face him that night. Yeah, which I thought, I thought that was a fantastic job by Baron Corbin. That was I agree, probably, I, I think that that was an amazing promo by him. I thought it was probably the best thing we've ever heard from him, ever. I agree. But, uh, back to Monday Night Raw, after that, uh, Titus O'Neil segment, you had Big Cass picking up the victory via countout against Rusev. To uh, advance to the match. Uh, it's like... I, yeah? Rusev lost at SummerSlam. No ending. I, yeah. They didn't lose. He didn't win. There was no ending. Raw. Again, no ending. I like this match. I mean, you had an ending. He didn't finish the match. Right. He didn't continue. He walked away. Yeah. No I'm ending fine. of the I'm match. Okay. I'm okay how, with that. I'm okay. How with could him. you be okay with him having back to back walk, walking aways, basically? Well, the first yeah, night he got injured. Wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a walking away. He still that was, that's still walking away. I don't. That was a Rusev, uh Reigns attack before the match, and the match didn't take place. It was a no contest. It didn't even start. But well, that's still he didn't, he didn't walk away from Reigns. It's still an indefinite. If anything, ending. Reigns walked away from him. Reigns walked backstage. He didn't walk away. Still one of those endings that just didn't happen, though. I don't know. I, I see them as two different things. And then Rusev refusing to finish the match, I'm okay with. But I still want to see Rusev pick up some more victories. And not, on, not over people like Darren Young. I want to see him pick up victories over people like uh, like Sheamus uh, status. I don't know. It's like I, I liked... During the match, that big cast was using Rusev's injuries to his advantage, but I just I didn't like the finish. Rusev walks away because he's too injured to wrestle. He knows that he could get a chance to be a WWE Universal Champion. I'm injured. I'm just going to walk away. I don't care. Storyline, dude. I understand it's storyline. I mean, realistically, it's going to Rusev versus Reigns is still uh, a thing. Yeah. I mean, that's why I, I kind of don't think that Reigns is going to take this because I feel like him and Rusev still have to finish. Well, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, after that, we had Charlotte coming out with Dana Brooke there, cutting a promo about the Women's Championship and SummerSlam. And uh, I don't know. I feel like if they if they knew she was going to be champion again, like why? Like, is, is anybody backstage listening to her speak? I don't think so. I don't understand. It's just like one of those things. Like, it's just 
there's nothing good that comes out. Her tone is just, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Now I cut a promo like that. You stink. Like, it's just... Like, when the fans are sitting there, Mick Foley comes out afterwards, after her prom was completely finished, and uh, and he, he basically announced that when Sasha Banks is good to go, she's getting her rematch for that women's championship. And then, uh, basically introduced the new face of the women's division at, at Monday Night Raw, and before he even announced who it was, the fans are sitting there loudly chanting Bailey. And, and and Charlotte grabs the mic, she's just like, Oh, get over yourselves. It's like there's there's like no feeling, nothing into that. It's just terrible. No, no, it was uh, an awful promo. But, but yeah. Jinx, Mick Foley brought Bailey out and the, and the crowd, crowd went, went bra- uh, bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What word? You were going to say crazy? <laughs> you know. Because I, it sounded like you were about to say the, the crowd went crumb cake. Yeah, no, I I got nothing. I started, made like word, I started thinking about what you were going to say, and then I was just like, oh, well, this is just odd. <laughs> but, yeah, so that happened. And then she got in the ring, and, of course, just as Bailey would, she gets a hug from good old Mick. Yeah. She goes, well, how about we seal the deal right here in Brooklyn? And I love she does, like, the thumb thing that Foley does and everything. Yeah. It was fantastic. It's like I just said it before. Brooklyn's definitely – there's something special with Brooklyn and Bailey. Yeah. So. I but, think there always will be. And uh, Bailey was like, you know what? I'm going to challenge you to a match for the women's championship. And, like, the way, the way Charlotte was acting towards Bailey I thought was also stupid – like the I guess before, I don't, I'm very confused because the day before mm, they were hugging each other. Well, two days before. Yeah. But absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That's just what I was exactly going to say. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing. It's like all of a sudden you hate Bailey, yet you sat ringside and watched your match. Which, by the way, you reacted nothing. There was like no reaction coming from her. I was watching yeah. her the match. Uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch were super into it, which was awesome to see. They were into, like, they stayed for the rest of the show, too. Mm-hmm. They were there for from the tag match with Gargano, Ciampa, Ciampa, and uh, Revival. They were yeah. loving it. You just saw Charlotte just sitting there. I don't, I don't recall. I don't know if she was, like, yelling or anything, but... But she didn't care. I, I can't say that. Okay. But I was, I mean, I, from where I was sitting, she just, like, sat there quietly and watched. As opposed to mm-hmm. Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, who were up on their feet, like chanting, cheering, and everything. There was like a slow clap at one point that that uh, there was like a rest hold move that, like you know, the classic like, "Oh, I'm in a rest hold." Face needs the fan support. Yeah, Becky or Sasha started the clap. You see, that's important though. And you then need w- people like that in the audience. And then at one point, Mick Foley came out. He was out there for one of the matches. He was into it as well. He, I, I feel like he was up on his feet because of Sasha and Becky. Mm-hmm. They were all going crazy for these matches. Charlotte but, just sat there didn't, until the end when she hugs, she hugged Bailey. Yeah, I, I, it's confusing because you keep on trying to blur the lines of reality and storyline. Yeah, definitely. Four, definitely. Four, wait for the four horsewomen. You keep on blurring the lines so much, and you're. 
telling us how they're best friends and everything like that, and they love each other. And then don't forget that you have Charlotte posting on Instagram yeah. and on Twitter pictures of her with Becky saying so good to see her and stuff like that when they just had a match last week. Uh, it, it really down each other's throats in promos too. Last so, week. Well, I mean, maybe this like two weeks ago or whatever, but still. Month. Yeah, but still. Yeah. And I also, in regards to Mick Foley being ringside at NXT TakeOver, I thought it was kind of stupid that Daniel Bryan wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I understand, like, maybe they were kind of representing Foley for Holy Foley. Yeah, I think that's what it more was, because they did air the debut after that. Af- no, after SummerSlam. Yeah, so that's why but I, I think still, I still think they should have had Daniel Bryan there to be like, oh, SmackDown's representing, Raw's representing. It's like, oh, scouting talent. Mick Foley was, I guess, technically, coming off of this, Mick Foley watched Bailey's match. Here Bailey is on Raw. Yeah. Which then Charlotte uh, Charlotte was like, oh, Dana, you could have this match. And uh, Bailey defeated Dana. I thought, yeah. it was a, I thought it was a good debut for Bailey. I thought so too. You know, now that you bring it up, I did come across something that I think uh, Ryan from uh, TMZ, Pro Wrestling Sheets, he posted uh, an idea of a storyline. Of, uh, I'm gonna skip ahead, but Miz cut that huge promo, right? Yeah. And he, so he said, he says, what else if there's a storyline where the Miz starts doing the yes lock, claiming to be uh, a submission artist just as good as Daniel Bryan, and really build it up, and then Daniel Bruh. Bryan being Bruh. bringing out Bruh. Samoa Joe to face him. Oh, so bringing out Samoa Joe. I thought you were about to say coming out of retirement. No, no, no. Bringing out Samoa Joe to face him. But this can be one of these things where Daniel Bryan can say this can like I'm kind of like merging his talk about and your talk, your theory. What our idea? What about if you have Daniel Bryan say, "Well, Mick Foley's not the only one that is interested in bringing up someone from NXT." Right. I, he may have been there in person, but I was there watching on television, and this guy I think should be the the next. Uh, this guy is a submission machine, and he's going to take you out and then have Samoa Joe versus The Miz for the IC belt. I'd be fine with that. I just, at this point, Joe hasn't, again, I said it before, Joe just hasn't shown me enough in WWE that I want to care about him as well as much. Mm-hmm. But I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. It's just one of those things that I just like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. Well, next and, up, and then and then going back to what I said before about how I wanted Bailey to win the NXT Women's Championship again, it's like there's no and I said how I wanted Bailey to debut in uh, like January or whatever. But any honest, reason? Just just a, a further down the line month. Okay, give her a few months to be the women's champion still. Uh huh. Um, and then come come up come Royal Rumble time. You know, I'm actually happy that they pulled the trigger now before anything loses steam or anything like that. And that, what I was going to say is that it's like, well, it, I don't think it would have lost steam if, if, because Bailey would have been champion. Yeah, but I, I you know, I don't know. But going back to revisit the whole Brooklyn thing, uh-huh. it's like there's almost no other better place for a Bailey debut than a Brooklyn crowd after 
uh, international, I guess you would say, since they want to build it as WrestleMania of the mm-hmm. summer, an international crowd. I don't know who comes to SummerSlam, but it's certainly not all New York. Yeah. So. Definitely it's not. It's like there's really, it's really not what other crowd. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But after that match, you had a promo, uh, an interview, I should say, of a guy named Johnny Knockout being interviewed, asking as to why he wants to face Braun Strowman. To which his response was that he likes big, sweaty men, which the internet immediately caught fire and said, is this, the, like, is this one of the inclusions of the character that Stephanie McMahon was talking about? Yeah. With the L- LGBT. I have no idea. I thought this was like a super weird... That was a super... Like, did they did they tell him? They must have told him to say oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They get everything scripted. But I think that it, it is kind of weird. And if this is supposed to be the inclusion of that, is it the right way that you want to include it? Yeah, that, like, does that... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it feels like you're just doing it just to say that you did it. Yeah. But this match was your typical squash match. Um, and then afterwards, Strowman picked him up and hit that cutter move. Yeah, the reckless abandon. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. He I think that's what he's calling it. Tried to make the referee do the count again. The ref's like, I'm not doing it. You already won. It's not going to do anything. I thought that was awful. How in the heck can a referee say no to a wrestler? Like that, especially of his size. Why is that okay? Yeah, I went back and forth, and I guess I guess now I lean more towards like, oh yeah, he should be like scared of Strowman. Exactly, he should be petrified. This guy just tore apart this wrestler, and you're going to tell him, no, you're not going to do something? That's stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one would ever say no to The Undertaker. I mean, but maybe but, maybe next week or whenever we see Strowman again, it'll be the same referee, and the referee will again refuse to do it or whatever, and then Strowman. Yeah, I would apart, like to. See, uh, yeah, tears the ref apart or something like that. I would like to see that. So um, next up, you had the Dudley Boys. They tweeted out earlier in the day uh, some tweets leading to speculation that they are retiring, which, which this, led to. This just made me so sad. Yeah, because it led to even more speculation that... This was, uh, first of all, this was just so disappointing. When I first read it, I said, what, out loud? Like, what? Because you had... First, you had Balor relinquishing the title announcement. And that was mind-blowing. And then you had the fact that the Dudley boys were, quote-unquote, retiring. That completely scraps all of what I wanted for that Monday Night Raw. Yeah. For the for Finn Balor to win the Universal Championship at SummerSlam, check. Have the Dudley Boys have a match on Raw. And then, again, Devon has a mishap in the match. Takes out Bubba. Bubba gets really angry. Boom. Takes out Devon. Maybe puts him through a table. I mean... Then, later on the night, Balor, you see him or whatever, and Bubba Ray comes out just completely annihilates him. I challenge Finn Balor for the Universal Championship. However, the Dudley boys came out to retire. 
and they got cut off, which also then it was then at that point when they were talking about retiring and everything that turned into a Mark Henry like situation for us. Yeah. Which that was like, oh man, it's going to happen now. It's going to happen now. 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 And then the shining stars came now, out. Be- before th- before this though. What is so okay? So he doesn't end up turning upon him before the Chinese stars, and then the Chinese stars come out. So there's going to be no turn. But well, I why, didn't, I still thought there could have been. But then, what's the point of the, everything that you had leading up to it? Why the mishaps in the tag that, and the tag I, match? Absolutely, exactly? that's I still. I have I don't I don't understand that. I don't get that at all. Unless I'll speak about it later. Okay. With uh, another, yeah, so I'll speak about it later. But uh, Shining Stars cut them off, and uh, the Dudley boys got to do a bunch of their moves and everything. They got this, they set up the table and everything. They did the what's up. Which, which, when they were doing this, right before they started to actually attack Shining Stars, I thought Carlito was coming up. I thought this was going to, like, lead into, like, Carlito returning. Why? Just because, like, oh, it's, like, here's the distraction. And think about, like, I mean... It went to this. It went to the club instead of Carlito. Why would you go to Carlito? It's the Shining Stars. It's it's Primo's brother, Epico's cousin. Yeah, I don't know. I would have never thought so. Carlito. So to have and and he and rumors have it that he already turned down the contract offer. Right. Well, blank of that. Yeah. Uh, Pro slash marking out. Uh, I, it just, I thought that would have been a good spot for Carlito. Cause like here he comes back and it's like, he takes out the Dudley boys who are trying to retire. Basically all this heat goes on to him. And then Primo and Epico, they're not, they're not really being used. They could be his lackeys. Kind of like a J and J security type of thing for Rollins. Yeah. Except they actually wrestle these days. Mm-hmm. So that's where, that's where I went with that. However, the Dudley boys set out, set up a table, and the club came out and took the Dudley's Dudleys out, put uh, Devon through the table, and uh, that was that. So if this, if the Dudley boys truly did retire on Monday Night Raw, they uh, they left the club. Were super strong from that. Oh yeah, they put on over the young talent. Yeah, so like there was so much heat on the club for for doing that, and. Uh, if this is it for now, it's a good way to get them off the television, and uh, it, it leaves a, an open door for for a match Dudley Boys versus the club if the club become champions, or even I mean, if it, they don't become champions. It's just unfortunate because I really, I mean, I is it safe to say everyone wanted to see Bully Ray? I like, definitely did. as the Bully Ray gimmick. I know a bunch of people. I mean, that picture went. Everyone, tons of people retweeted in favor of that picture that we tweeted. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess hopefully they take some time off and then maybe help. I mean, who knows? Maybe Royal Rumble? Yeah, again. Right? <laughs> like, oh my God, Baba Ray's returned again. I don't know. That'd be nice. But the main event of Monday Night Raw took place. Roman Reigns picked up a victory against Chris Jericho. Too advanced, too advanced to the uh, final to the match next Monday. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just um, I thought okay. I thought this match was good. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it's like I said it before with Roman Reigns. 
it's like people really boo him, people really hate him. I still think it's all because of Daniel Bryan and WWE. Yeah. Because, like, nothing nothing changed from, from The Shield to when he was getting a singles push. Nothing. Everyone loved The Shield. Everyone loved Roman Reigns then. But as soon as you yeah. had as soon as you had him go over instead of Daniel Bryan, that's when people got that pissed. was it. So yeah. But I thought this match was good. Kevin Owens came out, got up on the apron, and uh, Roman Reigns ended up hitting him with the Superman punch, and Jericho rolled uh, Roman Reigns into like a schoolboy. But he he got out of that, which I absolutely love the ending of this, where he ran up against the ropes and speared Jericho out of that. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to end up being next next week for the Universal Championship is Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins versus Big Cass, Colin Cassidy. Good old Cass. So is this um, – who do you pick next, next Universal True. Championship? Champion, I mean. The next Universal Champion is going to be – Like it's, it, it's like – Finn Balor was a super surprise to even make it that far. And then to actually win the, the Universal Championship. And then it's like, for Roman Reigns to have not won that, for will it, will it just end up being Rollins again? Not again, but WWE Championship-wise. I, you know, it's so tough not to say Reigns or Rollins. It like, is. It's very I, difficult to say. I really don't want to. And it's like, here, like could this be Cass's moment? Could it be Kevin Owens? It's difficult to choose. Um, I'm going to, just for fun, I'll go with uh, Kevin Owens. Just to throw some, because I really don't want to see Rollins or Reigns in that position again. I'm gonna say, or at least. I'm going to say Big Cass. There you go. Because it's like you never know. You really you really don't. With something like this, you don't know. There you go. How are you doing? But I thought, I thought this was a, a good ending to a three-day weekend at Barclays Center. And... Um, and the crowd never died down at all. Why well, not? I mean, uh, a little bit during SummerSlam, but yeah. But I mean, it was still relatively a loud crowd. Uh, gave the reactions that you expected and that you wanted, and then some. Yeah, and I think I'm. I don't. Not that I think. Um, I hope that next year, now that they know that SmackDown is a separate brand, I hope they add a fourth date. To, to Barclays Center. Yeah. NXT, SummerSlam, Raw, and SmackDown. Four days of Barclays Center. You have... That That makes... Because instead of having fans, like... I guess there there are people that come in from all over the, the world and stuff from, yeah. for, for SummerSlam. So it's like instead of having people... That's why it's why the, the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is so hot. Because mm-hmm. there's tons of outside country men. Yeah. And women. So it's like you bring in four days, four straight days at Barclays Center instead of having like, oh, I'm from London, England. I got to go back on Monday. Like, how could I stay here? I'm just going to, what am I going to take a fly up or, or take a car service or something up to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fly home to England. Yeah. So here you get four days of the international crowd. I'm sure oh, some it's people, smart. I'm sure some people, Mohegan Sun's not far away from, from Brooklyn at all. But I'm sure from being an out of out of country person or even an out of state person, it's like a trek. Yeah. So I'm hoping SmackDown gets grouped into that four day weekend next next year. 
That would be nice. Especially since SmackDown airs live on Tuesdays instead of Fridays yeah. or Thursdays. So, so I mean, the, by the time that when they booked everything, it, they may have not had intentions of that. That's what I'm saying. Switch. Like, if WWE knew about the WWE draft when they announced SummerSlam last year or whatever for 2016 and 2017, would they have done SmackDown also at Barclays Center? Yeah. I think that if they knew, they would have done SmackDown Live. Yeah, so hopefully next next year come, come SummerSlam, we get those four dates. And maybe I'll go to NXT and I'll go to SmackDown. That would be something special. Yeah. That would be and it something sucks. special. It really sucks. It's like, it's like I'm sitting there watching SummerSlam and like some of the matches. It's like, like I haven't been to SummerSlam. or like I had the opportunity to try and get tickets. Last yeah. year, sold out. Had the opportunity to get tickets this year, again sold out. It's like I haven't been to SummerSlam since 2002, and it's it's just like a fun, like a nostalgic thing to do. Uh huh. But like NXT, I'll hopefully always get tickets to, because that that was just like it's just a fantastic show both times. And at at some point, I have to join you for the one of those. And then like and then Raw rolls around and you're watching. It's like ah, oh, damn, I should have went. I did that last year. Sting showed up. The Dudley Boys uh, re-debuted. Yeah. And, I, and then I thought about this year going, and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to eh, – it's just like it's too much. It's too much of a hassle. Mm. But if, if it's if I get like the day in between – the two days in between SmackDown, NXT, I wouldn't mind that. That would be cool. Let's – Speaking of SmackDown, SmackDown kicked off backstage in the locker room. I don't know what the heck Corbin, Baron Corbin and Eric Rowan could have been talking about. But That were, must have been an interesting conversation, though. Yeah, they were backstage talking, and uh, Apollo Crews was talking to Rhino, and Ziggler's just sitting there face down, sitting down. And AJ Styles walked in to basically introduce himself as the face of WWE and uh, basically picked on Dolph Ziggler for losing... The, the championship match at SummerSlam. Well, but he wasn't that bad. I mean, he was just stating the facts. Yeah. Ziggler was salty and attacked, yeah. attacked the AJ Styles. Locker room and referees broke it up. and uh, Completely shattering whatever could have happened with Corbin and uh, Strowman. I mean, just rude. You mean Rowan. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So, but that that led into uh, the actual in bowl in arena entrance, uh, not entrance, start of SmackDown. Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, uh, tag teams, women, on the ring, uh, introducing the two new titles that they int- they said, oh, we're going to introduce two championships tonight. Turns out it was the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is the same exact title as the the women's championship on raw except it's blue the, the, it's got a blue background and the tag team championships are the same exact ones as we have on raw except it's a blue strap and silver i think both those championships will look a lot better not to say the women's championship looks bad i don't think it looks bad no i think i like i said i i like the color of both titles i think they're both good i was gonna say but i think the the smackdown women's championship looks a lot better than the raw one Mm-hmm. But and then obviously I think I'd rather have dimes than pennies. Yeah. <laughs> so and I just like blue in general. 
Yeah, blue is a nice color. But uh, Shane McMahon announced the first ever women's six-pack challenge for the championship at Backlash. And Daniel Bryan announced a tournament for the tag team championships, which I said, tag team-wise, I don't mind seeing a tournament. But uh, do you mind that? You don't mind that, do you? Tag team-wise, I do not mind a tournament, no. But it's just the championship that I think is sloppy. Yeah. yeah. I think the last time we saw a tournament, like a tag team tournament, was the, uh, what? I don't know. Did we see it much sooner? I was going to say the Dusty Classic, but I don't know if we've seen it since then. Um, I don't think so. It's like New Day just, they've been champions for a year now, so all their defenses kind of like blend yeah. together. But this led to uh, Heath Slater coming out. Huge pop. First of all, Heath Slater's getting a huge pop on uh, on uh, NXT, uh, not NXT, SummerSlam and Raw as well. He wasn't even at. A lot of, a lot of chance for him. Wasn't there at all, but SmackDown, he was there and got a huge pop. And uh, he was he was like, I want I want a chance. I want I want this. And Daniel Bryan's like, Well, you can't fight for the women's championship. You don't you don't basically basically you don't have the parts. And uh, Shane Shane was like, You don't have a partner either, so. You can't, and uh, he's like, I could find a, ch- uh, a partner who wouldn't want to tag with me, and Shane was like, okay. Actually, I think Daniel Bryan said it. I think where he was like, if you if you find a partner by the end of the night, you got it, and yeah. then and then Shane was like, and if you want the contract, you have to win the whole thing. So we'll see. Yeah, um, but then you ended up having uh, good old times with Becky Lynch picking no, up the victory. No, before oh. that even, AJ Styles came out. Oh, I thought, yeah, this, this is a, a long segment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was funny, AJ Styles came out and uh, he was like, nobody cares about the women's championship, nobody cares about the tag team titles, and he, and he yells at Heath Slater, because he, Heath Slater was asking him, like, hey man, you want to... Yeah, on the way down. He goes, no, I'm not going to team up with you. Get away from me. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. But Ziggler ended up running down to attack AJ, which Shane had all the tag teams break up that fight. I thought that was cool. Yeah, of course. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Um, All right. Now, Becky Lynch defeated Alexa Bliss. Yes. Um, Naomi and Natalia were on commentary here. This is a true story that did happen. Uh, I thought, I mean, there were some minor, some minor, minor miscues in this match. But uh, overall, I like watching these two wrestle. Yeah, I thought that the miscues weren't uh, significant. I thought it was, I I can't put the full blame on JBL. But uh, during the match, uh, JBL was asking Naomi if she's ever been in a match like this before. But it's like Shane McMahon just announced that this was the first of its kind. For women? Yeah. So it's like, how could she have? Yeah, it doesn't make, make sense. But it was a, a fine... I Again, I don't... I'll... Over and over again, I'll always sign up to see Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. I'm with you on that one. Up next, though, backstage, uh, Heath Slater was looking for a tag team partner and went up to Miz to, to be his tag team partner. And Miz is like, yes, this is incredible. Let's do it, basically. And uh, then 
Miz gets off his phone. It turns out he was using his Bluetooth the whole time. And he gets off the phone. He goes, oh, I might be the next Indiana Jones. And Heath Slater, like, it's as if Slater didn't even, like, ask him again. He just, like, oh. Yeah. And just walked away. Then he walked right into uh, A-double. Yeah, later on in the night, he walked up to uh, Arn Anderson to ask him if he would be his tag team partner. And uh, Arn Anderson's like, or, or, well, he was talking about how there's only one Ric Flair and everything because Heath Slater was imitating Flair. And uh, Heath Slater's like, come on, man, you're my last hope. And he's like, last hope? So you asked other people before me? Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Yeah. And uh, Heath Slater sat down all disappointed and everything and uh, gets a tap on his shoulder. Rhino. Which I thought, I thought, quite honestly, I would have liked to have seen Heath Slater kind of begging Rhino throughout the whole night. I don't know. I, I like it. I like the way that it went about. Yeah, but I, don't, I didn't mind it at all. It's still like one of those like heartwarming things. Rhino's like, hey man, you know... Maybe the tag team championships could help help an above ground pool, or something like that. Yeah. And he goes, "What? Are you serious? We're doing this? We're, we're, <laughs> you'll be my tag team partner?" And he goes, "Yep." So hopefully, it, was, it reminded me of the scene from Step Brothers. I, I with, saw it like once. Uh, with uh, did we just become best friends? Oh, yep. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. So, I Shane McMahon said he's got to go all the way in order to get that contract. So, I mean, the, when SmackDown originally had the Tag Team Championships, they also had a tournament to see who it will be. And I think it was, it was Benoit and Kurt Angle, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which they were just like a randomly thrown together team. Yeah. So, hopefully Slater Gore is going to be the first... I don't know what else to call them. That's what I've been tweeting on. Slater Gore? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough. You got, you got the Man Beast, and then you got the One Man Band. The, do you call them the, the Two Man Beast Band? Could you call them the Beastie Band? Beastly Band? I don't know. The Beastie Bands? <laughs> the Beastie, Beastie Men? Boys. The Beastie Men? I don't know. But, <laughs> don't uh, know. yeah, so hopefully that, that'll lead to Heath Slater and Rhino being tag team champions. It's I'd like, be up it's for like, that. I think that would be cool. It, it's just like that random uh, random team that, like... Fans love. It's just it's fans are going to be behind Heath Slater, and fans are going to be behind Rhino. It's just one of those things that like oh who can like obviously everybody also wants to see American Alpha, even though I said I don't want to see American Alpha be champions just yet because I, I feel like that's like just giving them the titles. Yeah. But now it's interesting because Daniel Bryan has to go out and find a, another team. For them to compete against. So will we be seeing them face jobbers? Or is it going to be like. The Dudley boys showing up. Because they're free agents now. or Yeah right. Like that's what I was going to say before. And then held off. Uh huh. Why you think that. The Dudley boys can. Switch brands. That's what I have no. I mean they're free agents quote unquote. They retired. So it's like oh what can we do. Like. I, I don't know. I have no idea. That'd be interesting. And now, then, what happens if it ends up being then, Galloway and uh, Jinder? Yeah, right. 
<laughs> I would flip, man. <laughs> but that that's, I mean, gender's on, I mean, quote-unquote on Raw. Uh, Raw. I don't yeah. know what, where is he, but. But if it were to be the Dudley Boys, again, miscue. Devon takes out Bubba Gore. One, two, three, Slater and, and Rhino are tag team champions. Then you could have Bubba Ray take out Devon. Then you could have Bubba Ray go challenge Dean Ambrose for the title. I'd be good with this. Will it happen? Yeah, because we just booked it. Will it happen realistically? No. But no, but it could happen in like WWE No Mercy or uh, SmackDown. It's the new game. You got to promote the new game. 2K17. That's where it's at. But after that whole ordeal, uh, and before that ordeal as well, the Usos took on the Ascension to advance. Uh, the Usos defeated the Ascension to advance to in the, the tag team tournament. Which, my only real thought on this is, damn. It's good to be gangster? No, it's damn. Like, why couldn't the Ascension win? I agree with you. I think that... How you said that you didn't want the um, Amer- Alpha American or whatever American Alpha yeah. to win because you didn't want them to be like uh, ex- expected. I feel like the Usos are expected to win, and yeah. I don't like it. I think they were even referring to the Usos as the favorites. I don't. They, care when about was the last time they actually like did stuff? I mean, one was injured. They lost the titles, and then they. After that, what did they do? They put over Dude, the debut of Guns and Gallows. One of the Usos was wrestling in a sweatshirt. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Like, what? And the other Usos wearing a shirt. That's what they've been wearing, but, like, I just, I don't get it. Like, why, why do I care about a person wearing a sweatshirt wrestling? Yeah. Which, that might go back to, like, something with Dean Ambrose. Like, he's not wearing championship material gear. He's wearing jeans and a, and a wife beater, mm-hmm. which not I don't care about that, but it's like deep down inside, maybe I do. I don't yeah. know. I'm not asking him to come out wearing trunks, but I don't know. Yeah. Afterwards, uh, AJ Styles came out, made fun of the C Nation, and said that they can all be AJ Styles fans now. Which That's very kind of him. Yeah. Which then uh, allowed Dolph Ziggler to come out with uh, the referees and agents holding him back. And uh, led to Daniel Bryan coming out, setting up a match where if Dolph Ziggler beats AJ Styles, he'll be added to uh, the triple threat match at Backlash. And if he loses, then AJ Styles just number one contender by himself. Yeah. Uh, up next, after that, Carmella versus Nikki Bella did not happen. Uh, Renee Young was interviewing... Nikki about her return and everything and uh, before the match could start during the interview Carmella took out Nikki attacked her hit every single move she hit the Bella Buster everything she worked the neck and everything it was perfect very interesting to see why though it's funny because it's like like Nikki returns on the heel team getting face reactions and then here Nikki is going to be facing a face and it goes right back to what the hell. Like, well, why, why is that happening? It, why is Carmella doing these heel tactics to, uh, I don't know. No, no. What do you mean? With attacking her. That I was perfectly fine with. That, like, oh, wow. Like, that's fantastic. Because well, now she'll get a crowd reaction. 
Yeah. I don't I don't need backstory as to why Carmella attacked Nikki Bella. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I mean, they're all going to be in a six-pack challenge, so it's like, oh, I see a weak, a weak person, perhaps, or a strong person. Mm-hmm. Carmella is probably the weakest person in the match. That is true. Having the least amount of time in wrestling at all. Yeah. So she Try takes to give out herself the, a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, so you take out, you know, she's weak because of the neck injury. So you go after the strongest person in the in the bunch. Making a statement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Afterwards, uh, Randy Orton came out, spoke about SummerSlam, and uh, he said one day him and Lesnar will cross paths again, which hopefully no. Yeah, hopefully and, that was a lie. And Bray Wyatt came out, basically said that uh, the SummerSlam match that Randy Orton had should remind him that Randy Orton's just a man and that uh, Bray Wyatt's a god. And then he vanished. Yeah. What did you think about the vanish? I hate the camera tricks. Why? Because I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> so I wonder, like, what did the entire crowd, like, I want to see what just took place. Like, did the crowd watch, did Bray Wyatt just stand up and run backstage really quickly? Like, it's just so stupid. He probably did. <laughs> or is he just off to the side of the camera ducking? By the crew. I don't know. Like, but it's like, even with this, like, I was like, I like I don't need to hear Randy Orton. I don't need to see them do anything with Brock Lesnar or Randy Orton on SmackDown. But this I was fine with. I was fine. With, like, it got, it was just like a quick, quick few minutes. Got it out yeah. of the way. Actually, the uh-huh. I was just going to say, and then later on afterwards, um, Shane McMahon was, was asked about how Stephanie McMahon handled the Lesnar situation with Randy Orton. And we found out that Stephanie fined Brock Lesnar $500. And he said that he doesn't think that she's taking it serious. And then he said uh, it's not done between him and Lesnar. Which that's also, I, like, it's like, it's, unfor- unfortunate. it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's like, damn, man. Shane McMahon puts on, like, really good matches. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like a catch twenty two, man. It's like I mean, what I want to see Lesnar versus Shane McMahon on paper, absolutely not. No. But then like you actually like sit through about sit through and think and it's like Oh man. I Shane actually... McMahon versus Kurt Angle, fantastic. Shane McMahon versus X Pac, good. Shane McMahon versus Undertaker, good. Shane McMahon test. big show. Shane McMahon test. Shane McMahon, Stone Cold, Shane McMahon, Vince, Steve Blackman. And you start to think of all these matches that he's had, and it's like, it's like, like, Shane McMahon versus Kane, like, on paper, no, I don't want to see any of this. And then, and then it happens, and you're like, damn. Shane McMahon. I want to see Shane taking on uh, Dean Ambrose. That, I don't want to see. I would see that. (laughs) I think that could be a nice hardcore match. I, well, I mean, you're, I mean, in a different, huh. uh, it's like a different, like, completely alternate universe there. Yeah. Mark dreams. Whatever. Yeah. But up, um, up yeah. next, after that, American Alpha picked up the victory <laughs> against Brizongo to advance in the tag team title tournament. This match was awesome. 
I, I thought think, I thought both tag teams really performed well. I thought it, it's like it's such a shame that both teams can't move on. This uh, match yeah. was was so good. You had you had Fandango getting his start in NXT, and you had American Alpha getting their start in NXT. You have Tyler Breeze getting his start in NXT, and that's when I say Fandango getting a start in NXT, I mean like Johnny Curtis on the NXT that nobody talks about. Yeah, but this was like. This is a match that we would have seen straight out of TakeOver. Something like that for, like, the NXT Tag Team titles. If timelines added up and everything and, like, American Alpha were around when, when like, we're, we're, like, this big when, when Breeze was that big and Fandango was, like, Fandango with Breeze in NXT when he was that big or whatever, that would have been this match, like, I swear to God, if this was a TakeOver card, fans would have went going nuts. Yeah. This match was incredible. Even they had a, a part. Um, Jason Jordan was on the the second turnbuckle, the the second rope. Tyler Breeze tucks his head under the top turnbuckle, so he could get like, so he could stick him there, like get get him stuck, and then hit the supermodel kick. I thought that was brilliant. That blew my mind when mm-hmm. I saw that. That was fantastic. Dude, I'm a big fan of Breeze Ango. It just thinks that they can't advance. Yeah, and then after this match, I think it was, I was like, yo, I wish there was a third hour of SmackDown for tonight. Like, that, like this, this episode of SmackDown, Up and Down, was fantastic. I don't know. It was just a normal SmackDown for uh, me. Not for opinion. me, man. This match, this SmackDown from top to bottom was fantastic. So how many more matches tag team-wise do we have? Now there's two. Now there's Villains versus Hype Bros. And then the other team is is Slater Ga- oh, Slater Gator. I was going to say Slater uh-huh. Gore versus whoever that mystery tag team will be. That's the one thing that stinks is that right now today we're on SmackDown. You had two face tag teams tag teams advance. <laughs> I don't know, like I like you said before, I would have liked to had the Ascension or Breezango advance. Is that going to suck? Because like maybe Ryder and Mojo don't advance. That is, yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards. Because we didn't have Ascension or the uh, uh, or win on SmackDown. I kind of feel like the Vaude villains are going to take the victory from the Hype Bros. Or take out the fact that it's like a tag team tournament and heels and faces and just make it like the Dusty Classic type of thing where it's like, damn, like these like, like face, 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 face type of thing. Like these guys are truly like the top of their game. Nobody's, nobody's a bad guy. Nobody hates each other in this match, but they all want the same thing. They all want that, the tag team champions. They all want to be the first ever SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. Yeah, they'll do whatever it takes. So they'll have American Alpha being like, yeah, hell yeah, we're like fan favorites. Hype Bros, hell yeah, we're fan favorites. Slater Gore, hell yeah, we're fan favorites. People love me, I'm Heath Slater. And then you'll have the Usos. Yeah, hell yeah, we're, we're fan favorites. We're the Usos, son of Rikishi. And then they all fight. And then it, it goes on to hopefully lead to Slater Gator. Slater Gore, gonna... Have to not say that. <laughs> there has to be some other name that that could just instead of saying Heath Slater and Rhino. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one to think of. At the same rate, we still need an actual tag team name for Enzo and Cass. Yeah, but I guess uh, 
The world may never know. But all right, um, so who do you pick as the winner? I'm hoping Heath Slater. I there's nothing else for Heath Slater. Like, yeah, you can continue on with him like invading. But if Shane McMahon says this is it, like this is how you get your contract, you have to win the whole thing. He's got to win the whole thing. Yeah. I hope he does. Yeah. I think that would be entertaining. So the main event took place. It was AJ Styles versus Dolph Ziggler to see who, if Ziggler's going to get into the match at Backlash. Yeah, and your WWE champion, Dean Ambrose, was on commentary. Literally sounded drunk. It, it, like as if he spent all day up at the casino drinking and nobody told him till last minute that he had to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like he even like the promo beforehand. Like you had, dude, it's on the Stone Cold podcast and Steve Austin's like, step it up. You need to very much so step it up. Mm-hmm. And he's on, like it's almost as if it's like, like screw you, Steve Austin type of thing. Yeah, you want me to he, step he it shows up? up? He shows up in a giant like Edging Christian foam hat backstage doing shots backstage i'm assuming it wasn't real alcohol yeah well actually i can't assume that since he who knows but uh and then he like comes out makes his entrance he's the wwe champion it's just like it doesn't like it's it's almost as if he's not a champion right now if you if i didn't watch wrestling for two weeks and you asked me who the champion was i wouldn't even remember that he was champion I mean, that happened, you didn't stop watching, and you didn't even remember New Day were tag team champions, so. I, yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah, there's no. That's shame on you. Shame. Shame. On you. Shame. Shame. Yeah. So, this match, I thought, again, though, was an incredible match. And I wanted so badly for Dolph Ziggler to win this. Yeah, the zigzag. I, like, because, I mean, picture, I mean, first of all, this match was great. So now take this match, add it to Backlash for a tr- as a triple threat for the WWE Championship. Come on. You don't think that would be awesome? I think so. I would be a fan. So. I mean, I feel like didn't we just have stipulations like this too? Like the... Someone. Um, huh? I said, I said, I think somewhat. Like with AJ Styles, uh, where if he didn't win the match, he was going to be, uh, he had to win a match to get included in the triple threat match. Something like that. Like, I feel like it's a stipulation that we're seeing a little bit too much, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. But that was SmackDown. Now, let's... Moving on to Talking Smack. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we kind of spoke about it before, but even before that, uh, Carmella attacked Nikki. Nikki was sitting there doing her interview with Daniel Bryan and Renee Young, and literally it scared me. So, like, all of a sudden I heard yelling, and then you see Carmella attacking Nikki. I thought this was brilliant. The Usos broke it up because they were about to be the next guests. But this is, like, I, I mean, I don't know why Carmella. They're going to have to obviously explain as to why. But we said it before, it could be just like a dominance type of thing. But I thought this was fantastic, and I think it's going to be able to to show her like in a new a new light. She'll get a reaction, and uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. But uh, the bigger thing was Daniel Bryan basically calling Miz a coward and said that he does he doesn't like Miz, 
And basically, something like Miz doesn't deserve to be the Intercontinental Champion. Miz blew up on Daniel Bryan. And, like, my mind... I, first of all, I, I liked the first episode of Talking Smack. And I, I've tuned in every single week since. And I think Talking Smack is a phenomenal show. Mm-hmm. And, and I wish it was longer. And this... this, this the way that this, this Talking Smack ended was incredible. It I mean, this... blew my mind. It was fantastic. I we, agree. We, we I... haven't seen something like this in, in months. This was just, like... This added to why I thought SmackDown was fantastic this week. I thought that this entire this promo was amazing, though that the Miz cut on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it, like the, Daniel Bryan was just calling him out on it and everything like that, and then the Miz just flipped to the point where Daniel Bryan walked off the set. But and then you have everyone tweeting out like, "How disrespectful was that? A shoot? Was that like scripted? All this stuff." It was. It was literally. It was. Facebook trending news. Yeah. It was just... And if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Talking Smack, go and watch that episode. Yeah. Even though you already know what happened, just listen to Miz's promo. It was fantastic. People mm-hmm. always... People don't give Miz credit. He's a good promo cutter. I mean, he's not... That's like taking away his wrestling abilities almost. Well, he's a good... I think he's a good wrestler too. Right. I was just giving... I was just saying that they don't give him enough credit all around. Yeah. So. But I thought that was... It was just... It was great. I can't, like... There's no other words for me to describe that. Yeah. But uh, moving on from... N, uh, to... No. Moving on from SmackDown <laughs> to NXT. Uh, these two matches took place at NXT TakeOver. It opened the show. Um... Ty Dillinger ended up picking up the victory against Wesley Blake, and which Dillinger was super over in Brooklyn. That was a good match to have as the opening match for the card. And uh, then the Authors of Pain defeated TM61. Also a yeah. good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, as good as it could be with the Authors of Pain, we haven't really seen much of them yet. Yeah, we really haven't seen much of TM61 either. Well, I mean, I mean they have in been some sense, there. yeah. And see, that's like the thing is really cool because like the very first time we ever saw them was when we ordered the the New Japan pay per view, and we were like, "Damn, like these, like I hope these guys get signed to WWE." And now here, two years later, I got to actually see them wrestle live. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah, so it is pretty cool. Um. Now let's talk about some uh, CWC news. Uh, Rich Swan he picked up the victory over Lince Dorado, advancing. Also, have to say uh, during NXT Takeover they had they showed Triple H unveiling the uh, the CWC statue or trophy. Yeah, that the guy from Orange County Choppers. Since made. when was that still a thing? I think it's always just it's like their shop. It's always been there. I they still run it. Yeah, but I mean, it's just so random. Yeah, I mean, the guys haven't been doing anything for the past few years. Well, TV wise, I know. While well, Paul Tuttle, he was on The Apprentice recently. Who's him? Who's he? The, the main guy, the the, oh, the, dad. the old guy. Yeah. Hmm. But it's it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know what that's. I guess it's just gonna be a trophy for the show, but. But yeah, so Zack Saber Jr. defeated Drew Gulak. Uh, both of those matches were great. 
which isn't going to take anything away from TJ Perkins and Gargano, also a fantastic match. Yeah. It's like this this whole Cruiserweight Classic tournament has been overall has been really good. Like this might be like in, in most recent years as like out of the norm thing for WWE to do. This has been like a really like a thumbs up. Like this has been like a, a really good thing that you can look back on in years from now and be like, yeah, that was really cool of WWE to do. Yeah. So next week we get the quarterfinals. Uh, you got TJ Perkins taking on Rich Swan. Uh, Brian Kendrick's going to be taking on Ibushi. Akira Tozawa will be taking on Grand Metallic. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr. will be taking on Noam Dar. Yeah. So. I thought that the Zack Sabre Jr. versus Gulak was pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, yeah, we are good. So let's take a break. And we will be back. Here on Marking Out. This is Judah Friedlander, the world champion, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 290. Uh, moving on to some outside the ring news really quickly. Um, it was reported that Eva Marie was suspended for Adderall. Unfortunate. Apparently she went through the was going through the right process. Of uh, getting it cleared with the, uh, I guess, whoever does the drug testing and everything like that. Which, and uh, did you watch Adam Rose's shoot promo? Uh, yeah. He said the sa- he did the same exact thing. Yeah. And he, ga- he gave, the doctor and everything gave, it's not WWE, it's the company doing the drug tests. And they gave, and that's why the, his doctor was really pissed off and wrote like that long note and everything, everything for him to release. And that's why even Marie's husband was pissed off. I don't they were going. I mean, uh-huh. even Marie, I guess, said that she didn't get the the, the things filed in, in the certain amount of time that she needed to, or something. But like Adam Rose, I, I from what he said was that he 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 had everything filled and everything. Everything was. Why are they having this? Like some of these substances on there, though. Like, why is Adderall on well, I the guess, list? I mean, in the sense that you can abuse Adderall. Yeah, but it, I guess, I don't know, but still, to be on the same level as steroids, I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah, I don't, I, like, that's, like, I don't know what else WWE tests for. Oh. It's like, and then, I guess, speaking of the testing and everything, um, Brock Lesnar was temporarily suspended from the Nevada Athletic Commission this week. Yeah, um, but I thought that was already a thing. I don't know. And he could face up to a two-year suspension from from MMA competition and uh, whatever other fines come with that. But it's – what what was the thing he tested positive for in the Uh, two tests? Clomiphene. He tested positive for that and then something else. It, like, reduces the, uh, the effects of the steroid, the side effects. So, so it's, like, something like that instantly. That's something that should be picked up by a WWE drug test, yes? Yeah. But Adderall should have leeway, especially when you have a doctor's note and you're going through the process of getting it in. Oh, uh, for sure. And then uh, they announced that Raw will be having Clash of the Champions in September. Uh, SmackDown's going to be having No Mercy in October. Raw's going to have Hell in a Cell. And then Raw is also going to have Roadblock in December. 
Uh, when's the Hell in a Cell? Also October. October too. Yeah. Okay. So, there, so from I think thirteen pay per views this year to nineteen or something like that. So is it is it which, SmackDown and Raw are going to have pay per views? They're going to have separate pay per views, which I think it's the dumbest thing because like, how are you going to have a, a brand exclusive Hell in a Cell pay per view? Yeah. Like that's like oh nope SmackDown's never ever going to have a Hell in a Cell ever again. Mm-hmm. Clash of the Champions. Every championship is going to be on the line. Nope. Isn't that like something like, oh, every championship will be on the line. We have WWE Championship, or Universal Championship, I mean. We have the Tag Team Championships. We have the U.S. Championship, and we have the Women's Championship. Yeah. Why not go and take that extra step and be like, I see Women's Tag and and WWE Championship. There's your eight matches right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. The thing I am opposed to is that it's so many pay-per-views. That it gets tiring. Yeah. You don't, you're don't. you not giving enough time to play out feuds or storylines, letting stuff build. Enough, but it kind of is, though. Explain. I mean, SmackDown's next pay The next pay-per-view is Backlash. That's in, like, that's basically two weeks from now. And then after that is... Clash of the Champions at the end of September. So the next Raw pay-per-view is like four weeks from now. I don't know. I, I think that a month should be in between everything. I, I mean, I'm, I'm always a fan of going just four or five pay-per-views, though. But I understand now it's a money business. I don't get, I don't get Roadblock being a thing again. Nah. Unless it's like, are they also going to have Roadblock again next March? Is this the roadblock to to Royal Rumble? I don't get it. like the that's the only that. thing I can think of. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. But uh, I mean, yeah. But uh, backstage after SummerSlam, it was uh, rumored on the internet and everything that Y two J and Brock Lesnar got into a backstage Tussle. altercation. Oh. Yeah, where. Um, Chris Jericho was concerned for Randy Orton's well-being after the match, and uh, just as Brock Lesnar was coming through the curtain, Jericho said something um, in regards to Randy Orton's injury and uh, didn't know if it was real or fake. Apparently asked uh, Michael Hayes, and Michael Hayes wouldn't tell him. And then like that response was said as Brock Lesnar came. Yeah. So they got into it, uh, uh, an altercation. Triple H and Vince McMahon were said to, to break it up. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, it's very... You don't know what's really going on backstage or anything like that. Do you think that Jericho uh, did the right thing? Or do you think that he should have uh, shown more control? Being a veteran. Well, I think it was Brock who went first. Mm-hmm. Pushed him first, but do you think that Jericho is in, in a position to confront Lesnar? Uh, he wasn't even confronting Lesnar. Lesnar went and confronted him. Basically, mm-hmm. Jericho was just talking about Orton, like being uh, the magnitude of his injury or the whether the match was scripted or, or not, uh-huh. according to the internet. Yeah, who knows? So that wasn't like it wasn't put on them. It wasn't put on him. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, WWE also announced on Monday Night Raw that the Cruiserweight division is going to be officially making its debut on... Oh, just to add to that, uh, they even had, I think Vince McMahon had to break it up, right? I said Vince and Triple H. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't hear you say Vince, but that's pretty hefty thing. I mean, that Vince McMahon, has, the owner of the company, has to separate these two wrestlers from whatever they're, they're doing, whether it's face getting face-to-face or they're, they're actually... Uh, physically locking up with each other backstage. I mean, it's just not a good... It's not good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Cruiserweight division is going to be making its debut on September 19th. Um, In the video package, you have to assume that these guys are going to be included since they did, like, profiles on them. Yeah. TJ Perkins, Noam Dar, Rich Swan, Brian Kendrick, those are the first four that were featured in this. Which is awesome. I mean, it's going to be fun to see these guys featured on Raw. Yeah, it's nice. Brian Kendricks, obviously, he's the veteran. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like this. Then then there's like hope, like inside feelings like, oh, Tony Nese, hopefully. Yeah. Like, hopefully they get to jury to come back. And then obviously Grand Metallic. Um, just tons of names. Ton, too many names to name. Yeah. The whole competition was... It's, it's going to be fun, though. I'm happy that the Cruiserweight division is back. And hopefully that hopefully they don't... I don't know. It's going to be weird because now with Cruiserweights, they do a lot of high-risk, high-reward stuff. And this being on live TV, not taped, it's going to be interesting what is going to be allowed and what won't. Yeah. And then there's like... I would expect them to have some with restrictions. There was rumors that it's not going to be a championship that they get. They're going to be medals. Uh-huh. I don't know how I like that or... But well, why not? I, I don't really... I don't get the whole medal thing in wrestling. I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, it switches it up and stuff. Something yeah. different. Yeah. But uh, also, WWE announced that Bin Wang, the very first WWE Chinese signee, will be actually making his in-ring debut at... A WWE live event in on September the 10th in Shanghai, in China, against Bo Dallas, and I like they like released like a like it was like a almost like a press conference where it was like a UFC press conference where like yeah. Bo Dallas and and Wong went like face to face like making like the like the fists. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It's cool how they promote these guys uh, that they do sign in their home countries. Yeah. Like the, when they were in India, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did something similar. Yeah. So it is pretty cool. Uh, WWE 2K17, they announced uh, some more to their roster. Uh, you got Alberto Del Rio, Enzo Cass, Carmella, Big Show, Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar, American Alpha, Darren Young, The Revival, DDP, The Natural Disasters, which I marked out for, JBL, Mark Henry, Page. Razor Ramon, Ric Flair, Rusev, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, Sasha Banks, Sheamus, The Miz, Titus O'Neil, and Zack Ryder. Which it's funny that, or not funny, but like, I'm I'm still hoping for like the outsiders to make it in from last year or and and Harlem Heat, but because uh, Razor Ramon he was not in last year's game. He was in two K four fifteen. Wow, it's already been that long. Yeah, so yeah, that's him making his return. But uh, yeah, so I'm still, like I said before, Bailey. Hopefully, 
My fingers are crossed they're not doing a showcase this year. My fingers are crossed that they'll do a downloadable content showcase like they have been doing. And uh, it'll be hopefully a Hall of Fame one where we'll get um, Bruno San Martino in there somehow. Um, Jacqueline, the Freebirds, the, the Von Erics, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah, see. I know you're a big uh, fan of using the Freebirds. And well, more so, oh, Michael Hayes. more so Michael Hayes, and I was gonna say the the Von Erics too. Mm-hmm. Always with that Kevin and Kerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, let's see. The Rock and Vin Diesel they got a little feud going on. Uh, it's really just to set up some publicity for the Fast and Furious. Well, 8. that's it. Could be a work. Could be a work. Could be a work. Could be and a work. there's rumors right now that they might have a match at WrestleMania. Which would absolutely suck. Yeah, I, yeah um, no thank you. Miami, Miami's Pickles? in Miami's in Florida next year. I mean, Mania is in Florida next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Miami. It's in Orlando. Uh, but, uh, and, and it's in April. Week before, uh, it's a week before Fast and Furious 8 comes out. Also April 2017, so... Could it possibly just be setting up Vin Diesel versus The Rock? I have no clue. Hopefully not. I um, mean, it could always be Vin Diesel. Maybe it's The Rock picking a wrestler and Vin Diesel picking a wrestler and matching them up to face. Kind of like know, uh, I, Donald I, Trump versus Vince McMahon. I, I, I mean, The Rock can still do it, so. Nah. But like that's like that type, type of stuff. Do not want to see. Big Show versus Shaquille O'Neal, I have so much leeway for. I'm perfectly well, fine with seeing Big Show versus Shaq. No way, Jose. Uh-uh. Why? Because that's going to be so boring. I don't want to see Shaq versus Big Show. I don't know. It's an attraction match, obviously. It's in Orlando. Yeah, no, I, I get it with that. And realistically, what? It's going to be four minutes? Could be. I mean, it's That's not going to be a 10-minute match. I, I forget who I was talking to on Twitter, but we were talking about the, uh, like, with women, how, like, like give women a chance, basically, and how, like, a cage match, it should have been a cage match at SummerSlam or something. And it's like, they, they, they were saying, like, oh, well, we get, like, women Royal Rumbles and women Money in the Bank matches and stuff. And it's like, I, I had said with the uh, women's Royal Rumble, there's really not many women in on the main roster for WWE. Yeah, you can't do that. And let's be no, no, let's, but, but no, that's what I was going to say is that I don't mind if they use like, oh, if, if first of all, they they could potentially they could do a 20 person a 20 woman Royal Rumble if they utilize like a like three stars from the past. Uh-huh. Or something like that. And that's what I was saying is that I wouldn't be opposed to somebody like Maria Menounos being in that. Because okay. Like she, I mean, she to me, she's proven herself with the the two matches that we've had that we've seen with her. Eh. I I think she's proven herself for that, and especially for like a Royal Rumble where it's like you're in, you're out type of thing. Yeah. Like if Drew Carey could be in it, he hasn't wrestled an actual match ever. Yeah. Since never, Maria Menounos has two or more matches underneath that. And she's a huge wrestling fan, and, and she wasn't terrible. She's athletic. That was and such a disappointing, though. Uh, disappointment, though, with Drew Carey. Like, I feel like these spots are disappointing because, yeah, they're they're fun, they're exciting because it's a celebrity, and plus, it's good, great publicity 
to get your uh, promote your product out there. But it's also the mark in me is disappointed that it's taken away a spot from potentially bringing in someone from somewhere else, a different promotion or someone that deserves that spot, like like your Zack Riders, your Heath Slaters, uh, your Curtis Axels is taking the spots from them. Well, we were talking so, about them, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But then we also, yeah, started talking about the Shaq well, deal. You, well, yeah. Yeah, well, I could see that in the same sense. But WWE last year, they did a phenomenal job, I think, at, at packing everybody onto the card. Yeah, for sure. But that's moving on sure. from outside the ring news some to some independent wrestling results. Um, Evolve 66 took place on the 19th in Joppa, Maryland. Um, what took place? Yeah. Uh, TJP picked up the victory over Cedric Alexander. Uh, Jigsaw and Peter Casa defeated Catchpoint. Yeah. Ethan Page p- defeated Dustin. Drew Gulak picked up the victory over Tony Nese. And then the Evolve title was on the line in a no-holes-barred match as Timothy Thatcher picked up the victory over Matt Riddle. Yeah, and then I believe the main event was Cody Rhodes taking on and defeating Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, so awesome stuff there. And then on the next, I think it was the next day, yeah, the next day, in New York City, uh, Evolve 67 on iPay-Per-View. Um, you had a bunch of matches taking place. Tony Nese picked up the victory over Peter Peter Casa. Matt Riddle take, uh, took on and defeated Tommy End. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Cedric Alexander. Chris Hero to, picked up the victory against Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and then the Evolve title was on the line as Timothy Thatcher defeated Drew Gulak. Yeah, uh, the Evolve Tag Team Championships were on the line in a six-man tag match. Drew Galloway teamed up with Dustin and EC3 to take on and defeat Catchpoint and uh, yeah. and Ethan Page. Um, Daniel Bryan was at the show with Tyler Breeze and Cesaro. Yeah, visiting old friends. And it was cool. Well, not even old friends. On, uh, I mean, yes, old friends, I'm sure. But uh, in uh, on Talking Smack, he was like, yeah, I went to a, an independent wrestling show. In Brooklyn, I, I went to Evolve, and it was like a sweaty church or whatever. It was fantastic. It was independent wrestling. Went to see some of the Cruiserweight Classic guys compete. And so yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's, yeah it is, it's cool. That's cool. Um, all right, so we have some upcoming independent uh, things going on. Um, on the, from the 2nd to the 4th in Reseda, California... You're going to be having Pro Wrestling Guerrilla's annual Battle of Los Angeles uh, Bola 2016. The participants are Cody Rhodes, Kamai Kamaichi. Kamaitachi? Kamaitachi. Kamaitachi. You got Jeff Cobb, Mark Haskins, Dalton Castle, Pete Dune, Sammy Callahan, Tommy End. Uh, Trevor Lee, Cedric Alexander's in there replacing Adam Cole because Adam Cole didn't care about winning again. Yeah, he said that he already won the tournament, so why does he have to do it again? So you also have Josh Hennigan, a.k.a. John it's, Morrison. It's John Hennigan, brother. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you got Jack Gallagher, Chris Hero, Mark Andrews, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, uh, Marty Scurll, Matt Seidel, Kyle O'Reilly, 
Phoenix, Zack Sabre Jr., Willow Spree, Pentagon Jr., and Jushin Thunder Liger. You see, you read Josh instead of John, and you don't get to read any other names. You mess up that one time, and you get everything taken away. Uh, maybe you could redeem yourself <laughs> in a few minutes. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, some some uh, yeah. lineup matches for, for that evening for the first night. One is uh, you got Chris Hero taking on Jushin Liger. Tommy N. Interesting take, match. Yeah, Tommy N. taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay taking on Phoenix. Jeff Cobb taking on Ricochet. What did you say the name was? Jeff Cobb. No, no. Ricochet? Nitro. Nitro? Uh, yeah, Morrison. Morrison? Jomo. Yeah, Jomo. What did you say the name was just seconds ago? Josh. Oh, right. Yeah, so Josh Hannigan will be taking on Matt Seidel. Yeah. That was a terrible spot. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue what you were going for. You you had to, like, help me out to make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pentagon Jr. is going to be taking on Marty Skrull. Uh, what else we got? Uh, you have a non-tournament six-person tag team match taking place. Dalton Castle and the boys are going to be taking on Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Um, and then they also announced for the second night, it's going to be Sammy Callahan taking on Cody Rhodes. Kyle O'Reilly will be taking on Matthew Riddle. Cedric Alexander taking on Mark Haskins. Trevor Lee will be taking on Kamai Tachi. I, like, we need to know. Like, uh, somebody that's... help us out. Someone helped us out with Osprey. Come on. Yeah, let, let us know. And then, uh, yeah. Mark Andrews is going to be taking on Pete Dune. Uh, Dalton Castle will be taking on Jack Gallagher. Pentagon um, Jr. and Phoenix are going to be taking, uh, are going to be tagging up to take on Tommy Ed and Chris Hero. Yeah, and then also another non-tournament match is going to be a six-person tag. Willow Spree tagging up with Ricochet and Matt Seidel to take on Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Chris actually texted me correcting us on uh, pronunciation of someone, too. I just forgot who it was. Who was it? <laughs> I forgot. We probably already pronounced their name wrong. On this show? <laughs> in this in this no, episode? Yes, he's listening right now. No, no. I'm saying, like, in this episode, like, we already, we, like, part of Bola? No, no, no. Uh, it was in our rundown last week. Um... I forgot which wrestler he said is pronounced this way. No. Oh, uh, no, it was, it was uh, Progress. Pro Wrestling Progress. It's Progress. No, it's Progress. Dude, they've been... I told, I told no, them sorry. Just, like seeing it with the accent. Yeah, sorry. They, that's how they pronounce it. It's, it they say it's Progress Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I told them we need more help pronouncing some of these wrestlers' names. Dude. No disrespect or anything. We mean no harm. But, it's but, just difficult at times. Which, by the way, I was about to say the R word. Uh, Randy Orton on SmackDown said regardless one, which is now three, I believe, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. So, I mean, you could buy that t-shirt on the website. So. So, uh, we also have Chikara. It's a big tournament week next week. Chikara, King of Trios, 2016, taking place in Easton, PA. From the 2nd to the 4th, three days of adventure. Team Sendai Girls are going to be taking on Heidi Lovelace and NRG. Uh, oh, God. I hate that. Uh, team Cruiserweight Classic, or do I have to say <laughs> Team Hashtag Cruiserweight Classic? 
Uh, you, you can go. Team hashtag CWC will be taking on the Warriors three. Uh, by the way, it's it's Gargano, Alexander, and Gulak. Yeah, I actually think that they're going to lose this first round. I would have assumed that as well, given yeah, given uh, Kimberly's position in the company. Yeah, but also given that they're competing across the country in uh, Bola, while he's uh, oh. Alexander is. Yeah. Well, is Gulak isn't? I don't think Gulak or Gargano are. Um, you have the Batiri taking on Major League Mustache. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, you have Snake Pick taking on Team JWP. The Colony taking on Team Big Deal. Rick Rowland, Sloan Caprice, and Hornswoggle. Uh, A.K.A. the Big Deal. Yeah. Uh, you got Team Police Squad taking on United Nations. Yeah. See, so they are no more. Team Tremendous isn't a thing. I haven't seen their names together at all. I don't know. I thought I just did, though. I don't know. I just, the last time I saw Dan Barry was right there on the WWE Network. (laughs) (laughs) On Holy Um, Foley. Yeah. And then you have so much more going on. Uh, Team Shimmer is going to be taking on uh, Team Original Divas Revolution, which is Jazz. That's like... Victoria. Yeah, Mickey James wasn't really part of that class. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she was. I mean, original Divas, though. Yeah, well, I guess if you want to make fun of the Divas Revolution in the same sense, she, <laughs> she, she absolutely kicked ass when she was on WWE programming, so there's no doubt with that. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Hollow Wicked and his tag team partners taking on Ar- uh, Arctic Rescue Ant. Missile Assault Man and Worker Ant. So go support all pro wrestling, independent uh, stuff out there. So, what else do you want to talk about? David, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Jonathan at Mr. John Bost. Also, go follow Habs Wrestling. Well, Habs slash Wrestling at Wrestling Habs. Uh, thank you very much to all of you for uh, promoting us. We appreciate it as always. Um, also, go follow uh, um, New Frank City FC at underscore Frankie F Junior underscore. Also, go check out till the uh, till the count of five. Um, it is Jason, uh, he's putting on a podcast, you can go follow him at Pablo Castle 73 and then you can also go follow, uh, Justin at Mr. Exploder 20, you can go listen to their podcast on Podbean, um, and also go check out Weekly Wrestling Podcast, they have an episode where they have Jan Murphy and Ricky Shane Page. Up there, so go check them out on the Elite Podcast Network or listen to them at Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. There you go. Also, you'll want to go check out American Championship Entertainment taking place in Wallington, New Jersey on what is the date? What is the date? The date would be on the 3rd. That is right, September 3rd. Taking place in Wallington, New Jersey, you're going to be seeing the Ace Heavyweight Champion, TJ Marconi, taking on Arcadia. The Ace Diamond Division Champion, uh, Ricky Reyes, taking on Anthony Gangon, 
Ace Fight for Flight champion Jesse Vane taking on Hank Flanders and Sebastian Cage and so much more. Um, you want to go check them out. Also, go check out Team Awesome 418 on Twitter and on Facebook. Go follow him. Uh, also, go check out uh, uh, the book that Lorenzo has out. It is called 31 Days to Live. You can go check it out on Facebook, facebook.com slash 31 Days to Live. Um, awesome, awesome guy, awesome page, and I'm sure, no doubt, it's an awesome book that you do not want to miss. So, that being said, Brandon, any shout-outs? Yeah, Brandon, shout out. Uh, yeah, so last year, uh, Triple H got a shout-out after NXT TakeOver Brooklyn for bringing NXT TakeOver Brooklyn to Brooklyn and Barclays Center and making it the biggest NXT show. And again, this year is absolutely no different. Shout out to Triple H. Every single person involved with NXT. Just, it was just, it's awesome. And seriously, it's like, it's one of the coolest things that I've gotten to witness. And I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Miz get the next shout-out. We spoke about it earlier. I think it really deserves a shout-out. It was incredible. Again, if you haven't watched it, Talking Smack, go watch it. And then last up is a shout-out, not to put myself over, it's going to Cooking with Brandon, because Thursday marked the four, marked four years since episode one was uploaded to YouTube. So... I just want to uh, thank everybody that watched it and thank everyone that shared it and thank everybody that helped create it. So thank you to everyone. Yeah. But uh, moving on Good from stuff. that, you what did you say? Because you weren't it's tough. part of Good it or stuff. anything? Okay, yeah, so just making sure. But yeah. um, <laughs> moving on <laughs> to our... I thought you were about to go all uh, Matt Hardy on us with the way that you pronounced that. But Mark Almond of the Week is going to go to Holy Foley on the WWE Network. First of all, before you say what it is, I want that theme song. I want to purchase it on iTunes. I love the, the acoustic <laughs> version of Foley's theme song. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, it's a funny show about all of the... Uh, the fo- Foley household. Well, you know, the foliage. The foliage, yeah. Uh, I like his two sons, the two younger ones. Mickey and Huey? Yeah, I think that they're pretty hilarious. They're good. Uh, they, like, feed off each other at times. Yeah, I like. I forget which one of them said it, but they were like, Hey, Dad, that shirt makes you look creepy. And, yeah. And Mick was like, Oh, I, I kind of like the shirt. He goes, it's not, it's not the shirt that makes it creepy. It's you. <laughs> or yeah. something like that. It's funny. They said, like, they have so many funny moments like uh there was one comment about uh, oh yeah noelle how she says <laughs> that she's going to be training to be a pro wrestler and they start laughing and um the song well, no uh, well before before she even announced that she was going to be a pro wanted to be training she said i have a huge announcement and then one of them was like oh are you going to be a stripper or like i think either like either mick said it or or the mother said it mm-hmm. and then uh she was like no i'm 
I want to be a wrestler. And then they laughed and they're like, it would have been better if you were a stripper or something like that. It was just like, you, you would have... Uh, would, yeah, you would have been better it's off. More realistic. Yeah, something like that. I think it's more realistic if you become a stripper. <laughs> and the kid was just like, I thought that's that was going to be the news because of all the pictures that you post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like they really do have funny moments. I marked. I loved uh, Dan Barry with Mick Foley. Team Tremendous 2.0, where Dan Barry tried to do the car roll over the hood, and he's like, "I'm driving." Mick's driving, so there was really no point for the hood roll. I thought that where they were trying to um, search, follow Noelle. Yeah. To see if she was going to go get pizza. <laughs> and he goes, because I really like, she's going far out there on Long Island. Like, I, I would like <laughs> to know where the best pizza joint is. Yeah, it, it was hilarious. And then kudos, NYWC, New York Wrestling Connection. Uh, that was the place that uh, Noelle and Mick were training at. Um, you see Willow Nightingale. Unfortunately, she is out with an injury at the current time, but we cannot wait till she makes her big return to the ring um, and becomes that starlet champion again. Go follow her at W underscore Nightingale underscore. Um, and just NYWC, I'm ha- so happy that they got this publicity. Uh, great, great school on Long Island for wrestling. And they put on some amazing events. It's still my personal favorite place to see a wrestling event outside of MSG. Because it's just, uh, it's nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right there, up and close. Yeah, it's 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 very nice in Deer Park. Uh, so go check out NYWC Wrestling. And um, yeah, go check out Holy Foley too. Yeah. Uh, what about you, anything? I mean, I mentioned it way, 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 way at the beginning of the show. Um, it probably has to be the, the signed TakeOver poster that I got. Because when I went to when I went up when it was my turn whatever to buy merchandise, I immediately I was like, you know what? Like I'm going through my head like what I should buy, what I shouldn't buy. I was like, I knew I wanted a, a program, I knew I wanted um, a poster, and I wanted. I, now then I, then I saw they had the cups, and I was like, how could I not get a collector cup? Yeah. So I was like, I, I need those three things, and I'm like looking over. They had signed Bailey posters, and they had signed Nakamura posters, and I was like. You know what? Nakamura is huge. I like him. Whatever. I'm gonna get a signed Nakamura poster. I already have a signed Bailey poster. Um, and then I, I bought I bought everything. And I asked the guy. I was like, "Hey, are those two the only signed things that you have?" And he goes, "We did have signed event posters, but uh, we sold out, and it's sold out throughout the building." I was like, "Oh, that sucks. I wish I got here earlier." Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept literally. We chose. It's funny because normally I, from there, from the merch stand, I would normally always walk left. For mm-hmm. whatever reason that night, I walked right. And literally the next merchandise table walk that was that was that that we passed, I was like, wait a minute. Like I was like struggling, like looking over. I was like, is that – I think that poster up there is signed. So mm-hmm. I, I went to the side of the table and I said to the woman, I was like, excuse me, is that – do you guys have any – do you guys have any signed uh, event posters? And she goes, "Yeah, we do." And uh, she w- and then she went. She got it off the. It was like the one, like the display one. Uh huh. She took it off, and I was like, "I bought the the poster at the other thing. Is it possible to like return that and just charge the upgrade or whatever?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'll do that." And then, oh, so you wait? So you bought the poster? Yeah, unsigned. Yeah. Well, because I was like, it's like okay. last year I bought the poster too. It's like, which I always say I normally don't. 
Uh-huh. But, like, it's, like, an event that's, like, it's going to be special to me. Yeah. So, uh, I bought that poster, and then she was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll take that back, and I'll, I'll charge the difference. And, uh, then somebody else that was working merch, like a, like a supervisor of the merch over there, she goes, that was it. That was the last one in the building. I was like, damn. That, nice. That's pretty awesome. And it's, like, it's one out of 50. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then literally as soon as I was buying it, she was like helping me like put it in like tons of bags and everything to like make it so it wouldn't bend at all. Yeah, and that's I was, like, very kind of her. Yeah, especially and I was like, do you guys have you have like cardboard or anything that I could like try and like keep it from like bending or anything? And she mm-hmm. goes, she goes um and like went looking around. And she just ripped up a random box and took up took the cardboard. Oh wow, that's you should write to Barclays Center about her. Well, I don't think it was. I almost don't think it was. Barclays merch. Oh, you think it's WWE? I I don't know. I don't know how that works, actually. I have no clue. I actually don't either. I would think that I it's think actually it's, WWE. I, I was going to say, I think it's a WWE like company that they would bring in to do it. Oh, yeah, that's true. They, I think they do hire outside companies to yeah. but, work. Yeah, but... Uh, and then somebody else came over and they were like, do you have uh, do you have any signed posters left? And the woman goes, nope, he got the last one. I was like, what Throwing throw me under the bus and everything, <laughs> and uh, and and then yeah. So he was like, "I'm going all around the arena," and then the other the the woman was like, "No, this was like literally the last one." That's awesome. Yeah. So very cool. So I was that, that's like that was like the craziest thing too. It's yeah, whatever. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, thank you again, WWE, if you're ever listening to to this. Thank you, Triple H, NXT, everyone that was there. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, that was our mark out moment of the week, and time to bring this three-hour show, I think. I don't know. We're going to find out in a little bit. (laughs) I I think it's a three-hour show. Three-hour show. Uh, Yeah, so check us out on MarkingOut.com for past and present episodes. Check us out on iTunes. Subscribe, rate us, like us. I don't think you could like people. Subscribe, subscribe, yeah. subscribe. Check subscribe. us out on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, um, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, uh, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore MO, at MarkingOut, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, and uh, all around, hope you guys had a fantastic SummerSlam weekend. Um Right? That's all for the plugs? Yeah, I think so. Um, what else can we say? First thing in the morning, go subscribe, watch, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. And also, I have to say, I think it's cool Team Awesome finally met Miz. That's the oh, whole yeah, reason yeah, why Team to... Awesome was Team Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo was very happy about that. And uh, I feel so stupid it's... that I didn't... That I, I wish I could like could have DM'd him from NXT. I didn't think about it. Oh, Oh, okay. I would have like met up and been like, "You do like what's going on?" Yeah, I know. I definitely want to meet meet him at some point. I mean, some of these people have we've been in connection with for so long. Uh, for instance, Montreal Broski. Yeah, I've uh, been listening from the start, really. Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there that support us that we would love to at times like put a face to the name. Um, well, I mean, and- we've seen faces and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just not haven't seen my face for the most part. Yeah. But anyway, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors.
Bye.